got that lead for Henry, and then obviously once she got that lead, she's pretty lights out once she gets the lead. And uh, so they're rested up. They'll be ready to go in this nightcap championship game. Yeah, she's got the bulldog attitude, but right now the Lions have to concern themselves with Carruth and the Bellhaven Blazers. And when we come back, we'll check out the starting lineups and get the opening pitch of this afternoon's do-or-die game between Mount St. Joseph and Bellhaven right after this. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, it is a good crowd here this afternoon. Let's check out the batting order for today's game. The Mount St. Joseph Lions will be the visiting team on the scoreboard, so here's their batting order to start it off. Aaliyah Tucker will lead things off today. She's the shortstop batting 439 on the year. Brooke Otto in center field will bat second, hitting 285. She's number four. Elizabeth Ivers, the sophomore, will be behind the plate, hitting 306. Then comes Sarah Miller on the mound, batting 343. She's a cleanup. Casey Bramble will be in left field, hitting 380. Two on the year. She's the number five hitter. Then comes the sixth place hitter, Maya Hodge, number 16. She's playing second base today. The freshman hitting 367 on the season. Gracie Woodyard will be in right field. She's hitting 313 on the year, batting seventh. Then comes Rachel Gabbard at first base, hitting 409. Number 35 is the sophomore. And the freshman, number nine, Casey Fincham will round out the batting order for the mount. She is at third, hitting 291. So it's Tucker. Otto and Ivers, then comes Miller, Bramble and Hodge, Woodyard, Gabbard and Fincham will round out the batting order for the Mount St. Joseph Lions against Bellhaven and they will be facing off against Kennedy Carruth Carruth with an under one ERA right at .99 on the year, she is 21 and 3, this is going to be the 24th game that she will start and she's been in 31 games this year, she's thrown 17 complete games in 149 innings, Carruth, the sophomore, has given up 87 hits, 37 runs, of which 21 were earned. She has struck out 185, walked 46. She's given up five homers, 10 doubles, a triple, and opponents are batting 164 against her this year, Chris. But again, we said she has been suffering from some physical ailments, and she did not look comfortable when she came in to pitch in the previous game against Calvin. Kennedy Carruth, she pitched pretty solid yesterday afternoon against Milliken, and then we saw her this afternoon against Calvin. Just didn't look herself, uh, but, uh, you know, you can't think of it like that. She's going to bring it. This elimination game, as we mentioned earlier, she's up for top 15 player in the country. So, I mean, she's legit, and she's the real deal, and we're going to have our work cut out for us. And the batting order this afternoon, now for the Bellhaven Blazers. They will lead off. It'll be Marley Blackwell. Blackwell in right field hitting 349. Elizabeth Taggart is at first base. Taggart hitting three. 
365. Batting third is Allie Gordon. Gordon at third base. She's hitting 344. Then comes the cleanup hitter, Kennedy Carruth. Carruth, the pitcher. She's batting 308. Anna McNair will be the DP here this afternoon, hitting for the second baseman. And that she is hitting 323. Then comes Kate Bass. Bass hitting 274 on the year. She's the shortstop, batting sixth. Batting seventh is Haley Hansen, the center fielder, batting 348. Elena Adams is behind the plate, hitting 279. And batting eighth and batting ninth is Abby Trahan. Trahan, the left-hander, the left fielder, hitting 294 on the season. So it's Blackwell, Taggart, and Gordon. Then comes Carruth, McNair, and Bass. Hansen, Adams, and Trahan will be the bottom three going up against Sarah Miller this afternoon. And Sarah pitched yesterday. She's going today. She's got a record of 16 and 4 on the year, a 2.63 ERA, 125 and a third innings pitched for Sarah. She's given up 105 hits, 54 runs, 47 of them earned. She struck out 101, walked 28, and she's got an opponent's batting average of 234 in the year. She's given up 10 home runs on the year, but we need to see the Sarah of the Heartland Conference tournament rather than the Sarah yesterday against DePaul. I agree, Dave. It's uh, it's all about getting ahead of hitters, finding the strike zone, limit the walks. And uh, as you mentioned, Bellhaven does have 33 home runs on the year, so uh, just be careful to their big-time hitters. But, uh, you know, she hopefully she gets some run support. Don't over-pitch in a moment like this. Let your defense make plays for you. And we're getting ready to get underway here. Well, Bellhaven is in their, what I called them, the Gator Green uniforms earlier today. They've got the green uniforms, tops and bottoms, with sort of a light green numerals and lettering across their uniforms. They had brought in their other uniforms, and I thought for sure they were going to change into their whites, but when they saw Mount St. Joseph come out in their white sleeveless jerseys today, I think they decided to stick with them. But the crowd here today, rather raucous, as we've got a Aaliyah Tucker's mother kind of leading the crowds down in the front row here. We've got President Williams down here having a good time. Him and his wife were making the trip back and forth yesterday and today, so it's glad to see him out here supporting the Lions. He's done a tremendous job, and we thank him enough for everything he's done for this program. The fans are excited, and uh, we need that energy. Coach with is smiling, so that's a good news, and uh, we're ready to go. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We offered the microphone to... To President and Dr. Williams, but he politely declined to come on today to do play-by-play. Yeah, he said he would just enjoy the game and enjoy the atmosphere, and like I said, he's having a heck of a time. He's right here below us, so it's awesome to see him out here supporting our program. You don't often see Dr. Williams without the shirt and tie and the the (laughs) coat on, but today... He's tieless, and he's got the coat off. It is about 82 degrees here before we get this one underway this afternoon. Wind blowing slightly from right to left again like it was yesterday. Aaliyah Tucker's going to step into the batting box, and we're getting set to get this one underway. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Chris Morris and Kennedy. Carruth into the wind, and the first pitch is fouled straight back and out of play by Tucker, and we're underway. It's really important at bat here for Leah Tucker. She struggled a little bit yesterday, just uncomfortable in the box. So really important for her to have a good at bat, disciplined at bat, patient at bat. And if she can find a way to get on right here, I think it's really important for the Lions today. Playing in at third is Gordon, expecting a bunt. And that pitch is high and outside for a ball. Your home plate umpire this afternoon is Mike Carby. Chad Vanderstelt is down the first base line. And Scott Stemple, the NCAA official and umpire down the third base line. Outfield playing straight away and a medium depth, one and 
won the count, and Tucker squared the bunt, took it upstairs for a ball, two and one. We watched Carruth pitch a little bit in the Calvin game before this one, and uh, she did have a little bit of trouble finding the strike zone here. She's behind in the count, two one. So be interested to see what the Lions hitters do here early if we're patient, kind of how we were against Henry early on in that game yesterday. She's back off the rubber, turned her back to home plate, and was talking to herself after that pitch. And the two one pitch to Tucker swung a pop foul and out of play. And right now it appears the Bellhaven scouting report on Tucker is the same as it was for DePauw, and that is feed Tucker outside pitches all day long. Henry did a nice job on that with Aaliyah. Went up in and in a little, but most of her pitches that she saw were on that outer corner of that plate, and she chased a few and uh, had two strikeouts, so that's unusual for Aaliyah. Two and two to count. Carruth takes a lot of time in between pitches. Rocks into the motion, and the pitch swung on. Line drive into left field, going back as Trahan, and she'll grab it, moving to her left for the first out of the inning. Good job by Carruth coming back and uh, getting that even count even. Uh, Aaliyah was able to get a nice swing on the bat and got it down to left field, but Trahan didn't have to move much for the first out of the inning. You know, that, that's impressive, though, because that's about the best contact we've seen Tucker have in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I think that's big for her confidence just to put a barrel on the bat. So it'll be Brooke Otto stepping into the batter's box with one away here in the first, batting 285, the center fielder, senior, with Carruth into the motion, and that pitch high and outside for a ball. Boy, Bellhaven really had some problems behind the plate in that last game earlier today. And they ended up, this is the third catcher that they have used here today. 1-0 the count. Adams behind the plate, and that pitch is inside to Otto. 2-0, and that brings a smile to Carruth's face. A- Adams was behind the plate for Bellhaven yesterday against Milliken. Looks like she is their natural uh, catcher, and like you said, Carruth didn't like that inside pitch for a 2-0 count. She had some discussions with the umpire, as did their head coach during the ball game. That pitch, the 2-0, called strike. And the count now moves to two and one. One away here in the inning. Tucker flied out to left. Defensively for Bellhaven. It is Trahan in left, Hanson in center, Blackwell in right. Cruz pitch swung on. Otto pops it up near the behind the first base bag and coming over the second baseman Brabham to grab it for the second out of the inning. Nice job by Brabham taking control of that ball in the infield. It was a high pop up behind home plate in fair territory. She was able to come over, call off the first baseman for the second out of the inning. So two away and it brings up Elizabeth Ivers. Ivers hitting 306 on the year, the catcher. Well, we talked to some of the girls this morning and this afternoon, and they seem to be in good spirits, loose and ready to go for this one. And with two down, Ivers swings and misses on an offering from Carruth, 0-1. That's about the only way to be in a, in a game like this. You can't get all tight. You can't start worrying about if the season is over or what we need to do. You just got to kind of stay in the moment, stay competing, and see what happens at the end of the day. Gordon is a third bass at short. Brabham at second. Taggart at first. Adams behind the plate, and Carruth's offering to Ivers is outside for a ball. Count evens up at 1-1. One and one. Really like to see Ivers get going here. Second on the team in RBIs with 31. And uh, just just to get a base runner, maybe get a little bit of her confidence back if she can barrel up a ball here. Carruth rocks into the motion. The 1-1 pitch swung on, and it's popped into short center field. Going back the shortstop, Bass, and she grabs it. 
juggled it, but then corralled it back in for the final out of the inning. So for the Lions, they go one, two, three. We've played a half an inning. It's the Mount Nothing and coming to bat. Bellhaven. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Well, Sarah Miller will start things off for the Lions this afternoon on the mound, and it's usually been the formula over the past few tournament games. Cam McCool is already down in the bullpen getting warmed up for the Lions just in case they may need her to come into the ballgame like they did yesterday against Transylvania. Cam will be ready. She's always ready down the bullpen. Just She's always smiling, always got that energy about her, and uh, Hopefully Sarah can get off to a quick start here, get some easy outs, let the defense work for her, limit the walks, and, uh, you know, just compete. In a ball game like this, just compete. Don't let the moment get big, too big for you. Miller, yesterday, as we said, struggled to get out in front of hitters. But then when she'd get 2-0, and 3-0, she'd battle back and get full counts. She did a good job. I mean, you're talking four hits given up to the number one team in the country. So, I mean, no confidence lost there. Just continue to battle here, and uh, we'll have our work cut out here with Bill Haven's offense. Marley Blackwell will step in, the leadoff hitter, hitting 351 on the year. Four homers, 14 RBIs coming into this tournament. She is a right-handed batter. Blackwell. Getting ready to get things going here against Sarah Miller and the Lions. And Miller crosses her arms, moves into the motion. And the first pitch for her today is a called strike over the outside corner 0-1. And that's a good sign. It's a good sign. She got that outside pitch for the first strike of the ball game. And uh, hopefully get a quick out here and get settled in. Miller peering in. Ahead in the count 0-1. And she delivers the second pitch. It's a check swing up above the belt for a ball. One and one the count. Lions defensively. Bramble is in left as always. Then comes Otto in center. Woodyard in right. Fincham at third. Tucker at short. Hodge at second. Gabbard at first. Ivers is behind the plate. And Miller set to deliver the 1-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on. Popped up in foul territory. Fincham in the third base coach's box. Settles underneath it and takes it in for the first out. Ideal start for Sarah. Was able to get ahead of the count. And Blackwell was able to pop up into foul territory right on the left side of the third base bag. Fincham took a couple steps into foul territory and was able to glove it for the first out of the inning. So one out. And it brings to the plate the left-handed hitting Elizabeth Taggart, hitting 365 on the year. Stands even with the plate, and that pitch is a ball inside, 1-0 the count. Some of the fans disregarded on that call. <laughs> you can kind of get that feel of this elimination game. Every pitch, every out, every hit will matter today. Taggart, six home runs, 35 RBIs on the year from the left side of the plate. 
And the 1-0 pitch to the plate. Swung on and grounded weakly to first. Picked up by Rachel Gabbard. She'll tag her out. And that is the second out of the inning. Probably one of the easiest outs Gabbard's had all year. It's a slow roller to her. She was able to gather it and was able to put the tag out on Taggart for the second inning. Or for the second out. Sorry, Dave. And that'll bring up Allie Gordon hitting 341 coming into the tournament. She had six homers on the year. And 27 RBIs. I don't know if it's the food down in Jackson, Mississippi, or the light air or whatever, but, boy, they got hitters that can really bomb the ball. Two down here in the first inning, no score, and Miller's pitch is high and outside. Yeah, I mean, 33 home runs on the year. That's no shortage of some power for sure. And, uh, yeah, I really respect uh, when I was able to talk to Coach Kevin Griffin earlier today and had a really nice conversation with him. 1-0 the count. And the pitch to the plate is a strike over the outside corner, one and one. I know when I was talking with him, he was hoping to be in this championship game against DePaul this afternoon, and he remembered the ball game against us, how tight it was, how how good our pitching was. And the one-one pitch swung on, popped up on the infield. Tucker coming in behind the pitcher's mound to take it in one-handed, and it's a one-two-three inning for Sarah Miller and the Lions as we head to the second. There is no score now on the Mount St. Joseph campus. It's the Roar Store, located in the Harrington Center. The Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Well, both teams throw a perfect inning. One, two, three, up and down for both Mount St. Joseph and Bellhaven as we head to the second inning. No score. It'll be Miller, Bramble, and Hodge up for the Lions against Kennedy Carruth, the sophomore. Bellhaven out of Jackson, Mississippi. Do you know what else? You know what TV show came out of Mississippi? Here we go again, asking you these questions. <laughs> Folks, if you could have been at dinner last night and we were hammering Chris with questions about <laughs> certain TV shows and people. Chris didn't know who Cassius Clay was. And he's from Kentucky. <laughs> Lou Alcindor. Didn't know that. In the heat of the night. I used to watch it as a kid. Did you really? I really did. Yeah. Yeah. In the heat of the night was located down in Mississippi. It's a great movie, great TV show. Well, as we head into the second inning of play, there's your TV trivia for today. (laughs) And it'll bring up Sarah Miller. Miller was 0 for 3 yesterday, three strikeouts. And as she steps in, hitting 343 on the season. The senior pitcher against Kennedy Carruth. And that pitch is just outside off the plate for a ball. Talked about how dominant Sarah's been in the circle for us, especially back in the HCAC tournament and into yesterday. Really struggled at the plate for probably the last two weeks, so really hope that she gets going today. Want to know the count. And Carruth's delivery swung on, fouled back against the screen. 
And the count evens up at one or one. Well, just from a layman's point of view, you would think that the Lions really got to get Aaliyah Tucker and Sarah Miller going here today. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be the key to the offense and uh, obviously going to have to put up some runs here to, to beat Billhaven. Bramble on deck. One and one the count to Sarah Miller and Cruz delivery. That's a changeup. Floated outside for a ball. Two and one. Several of the Bellhaven infielders were looking in on that call, Dave. Yeah, their head coach, Kevin Griffin, 11 years. He uh, was none too happy with some of the calls in the game right before this one. And the 2-1 pitch to Sarah Miller. That pitch swung on, popped down the right field line, moving into foul territory, chasing after it, the second baseman Brabham, but she can't catch up to it, and it falls safely. And the count now goes to 2-2. Two and two. Great effort by Brabham. She was able to chase that ball down the right field line, laid out for it, just unable to come up with it, and to keep Sarah alive here in this at-bat. Was it Brabham you were talking about that had played for... A, divi- a couple uh, of championship teams, or it was the uh, left fielder Trehan. When you were talking to the coach, yeah, yeah, she's won a couple national championships at the JUCO level and then transferred into Bellhaven. Two and two, the count to Miller, leading it off here in the second. That pitch swung on and fouled back up against the screen again. There yeah, is a screen that goes from dugout to dugout behind home plate here, indicator. I was able to talk to Kevin, uh, Coach Griffin, a lot, and he, he focuses a lot on those JUCO transfers down there. He gets a lot of kids from the Louisiana and Georgia area. Karut's actually a JUCO transfer. Several on the roster are JUCO transfers, but just to name a few right there, and uh, obviously Karut's been phenomenal for him. Yeah, he was very liberal with his information this morning. That pitch backs Miller away, and the count now goes to 3-2. and two. It's been a very interesting tournament. Started early, well, late on Wednesday night with the elimination of Geneva, and now it's just continued on, and it's been fun to watch. The 3-2 pitch swung on it, grounded to third. In comes Gordon. She'll throw it across in time to get Sarah Miller, and there's one away. Nice job by third baseman Gordon. A slow roller to her. She was able to gather it and throw it across and able to get the first out of the inning. Casey Bramble yesterday went two for three in the ball game, had a double. Scored the only run for the Lions. The sophomore hitting 382 on the season. Casey Bramble has been really good in her sophomore campaign. She was able to take take over that left field spot, and she's ran with it. Two homers, 13 RBIs, one down, and Bramble watches the first pitch go over the plate at the belt for a strike. We talked a little bit about it last weekend as far as how she handled herself in the HCAC tournament, had a good tournament. Obviously had a good day yesterday against Henry. Hopefully she can continue to stay hot for this team. Hodge on deck. Bramble down in the count. 0-1 with one away. That pitch swung on and missed. Strike two. Cruz doing a good job of painting that outside corner and getting ahead of batters here early. Chris, she looks a, a lot more comfortable right now than she did when she came in in the previous game. She looks like a totally different player. Yeah. 0-2 the count. And the pitch to the plate upstairs to Bramble. She takes it 1-2. and two. Just got a text from girls coach Dan Benjamin. Tell you about that here in a second. A one-two pitch swung on, fouled straight back and out of play. Bear wants to know if we're still on the road. We're still on the road. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> we're still here. We're in Decatur, Illinois, and we hope to be here through tomorrow. One and two, the count. Lions playing for their tournament lives here today. 
One and two to Bramble. Kennedy Kruth, the sophomore into the wind. That pitch swung on a miss. Changed speeds on her strike three. Again, got her on that outside corner, and Bramble chased it for the strikeout. Kruth is looking really good here to start this ball game. And that'll bring up Maya Hodge. Hodge, yesterday, had a sacrifice over two in the ball game. She's batting 367 on the year. Still no score. Carruth has retired the first five in the ball game. That was her first strikeout. And that pitch is taken down low to Hodge. One and oh the count. Good to see Maya back out here today. Uh, she was part of the collision down at first base yesterday in that DePaul game. A, a ball hit up off a helmet and she kind of got trucked down there at first. So really good to see her back and healthy and ready to go. One and oh the count to Maya. And the pitch swung on and missed. She was ahead of that changeup. Foul tipped it into the glove. One and one the count. Maya was named to the first team HCAC, so congratulations on a great freshman season, making first team all-conference. And she was deserved of the freshman of the year and didn't get it. Yeah, you could have the argument for that. Well, I'll make it every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> one and one the count. Two down here in the inning, and that pitch is inside, two and one. Maya's been outstanding at the plate. She was really good in conference play, and her defense speaks for herself, and she's been really good as a freshman. And, you know, just getting this NCAA regional experience for her and Bramble and some of our younger kids is really good experience for them moving forward. Cloudy day. The sun kind of behind the clouds, but still 82 degrees. It's just perfect weather. That pitch swung on, fouled back against the screen. Bounced back near the umpire. He covered his head, <laughs> and the count goes to two and two. It has been great weather down here since back to, we got here. Yeah, back-to-back weekends. We had good weather in yep. Lexington at Transylvania for the conference tournament. We got here to Decatur, and we've had 80-degree weather, and uh, it's really been a nice weekend. I've got the sunburn to show it for <laughs> Transylvania. Two and two the count. Two down. Hodge, right-handed batter. And Cruz pitched to her. Check swing up high, and the count now three and two. Nice job by Hodge to lay off that stuff up top and bring that to the full count. See if we can get our first base runner of the ball game. Wait. Watching her, uh, Kennedy Cruth in the last ball game, she has got quite the personality and kind of the leader on this team, and she'll laugh, smile out on the mound. Three and two, the pitch. Swung on, fouled back near us again. Hits the screen, stays three and two. She reminds me of, uh, kind of Arkham McCool. She brings a lot of energy in the dugout. She, she's a leader, uh, and the girls look up to her. She's always out there celebrating her teammates, and uh, that's Cam, Cam McCool for us. Yeah, Cam never smiles. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never see Cam with a smile on her face. She is always having a good time. Three and two to count. With two down here in the top of the second inning, no score. And that pitch swung on, lined into center field, coming in as Hanson. And Hanson will grab it for the third out of the inning. So three up, three down. Carruth has retired six in a row. We head to the bottom of the second. There's still no score. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade. And Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. 
I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's Organizational Leadership Program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Well, we have not had a hit. We've not had a walk. We've had one strikeout in the ball game. Nine up, nine down on the combined inning and a half here in the ball game, and we're scoreless heading into the bottom of the second. Bell Haven will bring up their four, five, and six hitters. Kennedy Carruth, then comes Anna McNear, and Kate Bass. Carruth, the freshman. Carruth is hitting 303 on the year, three homers, 29 RBIs on the season. Miller, Fincham playing even with the bag at third. They're not expecting Carruth to lay down a bunt here. Gabbard back even with the bag at first also, and that pitch is low and outside for the ball. Caruth was a big part of that rally that they had against Calvin earlier today. She had a big two-run bull up against the ball, up against the wall and was able to score two. And uh, the, the comeback just fell short as they did fall nine to six. They were down nine to nothing in that game. That pitch is a strike over the outside corner, one and one. They were down nine to nothing. They were about ready to be run ruled in the top of the fifth inning. And two wild pitches made it a 9-2 to ball game. And then Carruth came through with her two-run double, made it 9-4. to They eventually fell 9-6. to And the 1-1 pitch to Carruth. Check swing, but she went too far on the changeup. 1-2 and two the count. Nice job by Sarah. She's changing up the location and speed of her pitches right there. Got Carruth out on front on the changeup. Somebody brought pizza into the press box. <laughs> hey, I haven't experienced pizza nose, so... You know it's around. One and two the count to Carruth. Swung on, fouled down the right field side near the bullpens and the batting cages. Count stays at one and two. Milliken's done an outstanding job of putting on this NCAA tournament and uh, couldn't ask for better host, to be honest with you, Dave. Yeah, they've done an excellent job. I mean, Brian Marshall and his staff have been more than hospitable here this weekend. One, two, swung on, popped up behind home plate. And it hits on top of the press box, and the count stays one and two. I think that's the first time I've seen a ball hit back here that Chris hasn't gone under the table. <laughs> I'm undercover today, so I don't have to worry about it. They got us Wind. located up in the press box. Wind blowing out towards left field. The one-two pitch to Carruth. Nice Change pitch. up right down the center of the plate. Completely fooled Carruth for a strike three. Really nice pitch by Sarah Miller. Was able to get her to go out on the punch out. Looking on a change up. So good job by Sarah Miller to keep her off balance in that bat. First strike out of the ball game by Sarah. And it brings up McNear. Anna McNear, the DP today, hitting 323 coming into this one. McNair, two homers, 21 RBIs, the fifth place hitter, one down in the inning. And the pitch from Miller is a fast ball just off the inside part of the plate and low. 1-0. It's been fun to talk to the girls running around the hotel, running around the ballpark. We asked uh, Gracie Woodard if she missed us out in right field, and she, <laughs> she said no. She was sitting there wondering what we were saying about her yesterday is what she said, and that pitch is inside. In Transylvania, she said she could hear us out underneath the scoreboard in right field talking about her. 
She did say she looked up here and saw us standing around talking up here in the press box. So she is at least looking at up yeah. here. Wondering if we're talking about her, and now <laughs> she can know that we are. 2-0 and the count now to McNair, and that pitch off the outside corner. And Miller, for the first time today, goes 3-0 and on a hitter. Yeah, hopefully she can bounce back here. 3-0, they should be taken, get a pitch back here, and then try to make it full or maybe even get her to get something on 3-1 count. 3-0, one down. And the pitch to Anna McNear. She squared to bunt, pulled the bat back, and that went low for a ball, and Miller gives up her first walk of the ball game. It'll be a four-pitch walk for Sarah and uh, Bellhaven. Has a base runner on first with one out here in the bottom of the second. That brings up Kate Bass hitting 265 on the year, six homers, 28 RBIs. They've got three hitters in their lineup that have hit six homers this year. Gordon, Taggart, and now Bass. Bass, the shortstop. And she watches that first pitch go outside, so that's five straight out of the strike zone by Miller, 1-0. We talked about them in the uh, pregame. They don't steal a lot of bases, only 23 on the year for them, so I don't expect anybody to be running here, but you never know. McNair at first base. And the 1-0 pitch coming in to Bass. It's high and outside again. That's a strike. Called that a strike on the outside corner, 1-1 one one the count. I've got McNair with four stolen bases on the year, so would be very unlikely for her to go. Haley Hansen, the center fielder, on deck. Into the wind, Miller. And the 1-1 pitch is a changeup floated, I guess, high. 2-1. and one. Crowd didn't like that one. <laughs> that, may have, that looked like it was right down Broadway. That may have fooled the home plate umpire. It had everybody else fooled. 2-1 and one the count now. Sarah's changeup's really working today. Yeah, it's same motion and everything, but boy, it's just blooping right in there. Two and one the count. And that pitch is a called strike. Right at the knees, fastball, two and two. McNear at first base after the walk. Not showing any indication of going anywhere at first. Two and two the count. Outfield playing a medium depth and straight away. And the 2-2 pitch to the plate, swung on and grounded foul wide of third. Fincham with a dive, but couldn't come up with it anyway, and the count stays 2-2. Two and two. That was just a couple of feet foul past the bag. Yeah, Bass with a hard-hit foul ball just to the left of the third base bag. Fincham hugging that line down there, so it would have been tight to get past there, but that could have been trouble. Kevin Griffin, the head coach of Bellhaven, coaching down in the third base box, and Courtney Fairley. In the first base coach's box today, Miller delivering the 2-2 pitch to Bass, swung on and grounded to third. Fincham will go to second, and it goes right into right field, and that's going to go all the way to the fence. Coming home is the runner, McNear. She's going to score, and going all the way into third with an error is Bass, and it is one to nothing, Bellhaven. And again, the Lions' defense defies them. I mean, the defense has been good all year. Just an unfortunate break again in, in game number two here. It was a high chopper to third, and Fincham gathered it, was attempting to go to second to Maya Hodge and overthrew her, and it ran all the way down into the right field fence in right center. And as you said, Bellhaven was able to go from first to home on that and then all the way around to third with only one out here. So just an unfortunate break once again for Casey Fincham. 
So Bass is on at third base. It's one to nothing, Bellhaven. And it brings to the plate left-handed hitting center fielder Haley Hansen. Hansen hitting 348 on the year. Hansen, 11 RBIs, and the Lions will pinch in at the corners with Fincham at third and Gabbard at first, and the one-out pitch is outside for a ball, 1-0. Really important for Sarah just to take a deep breath. Nobody hurt, only one run given up. One out here, just continue to battle and see if we can't get out of here with only one run. You know, the only question I have about home plate umpires is why they can't let you know what the call is within five seconds of it crossing the plate. And there's a 2-0 and count. It's like they want to hold everybody in anticipation, like Heinz Ketchup. 2-0 and the count. It's been that way the entire tournament. Bass is at third, one down. 2-0 the count, and Miller's pitch swung on. Fly ball out into left center field. Gabbard comes in, out goes Tucker. It's going to bounce in between the two of them. Bass will come in and score. And at first base is Hanson with an RBI single. It's 2-0 Bellhaven. Nothing really Leo or uh, Bramble could do there. There was just a high blooper that kind of got in between the shortstop and the left fielder. It fell down for a base hit. Bellhaven was able to score another run, and now they lead it 2 to nothing. And that'll bring up Elena Adams. Adams, the catcher, hitting 279 on the year. 2-0 Bellhaven. They've gotten one hit in this inning. The Lions have committed one error. And on at first base is Hanson after the RBI single. Still one away. Adams hitting, we told you, 279 on the year. And Miller's pitch to the plate is a strike right over the heart of the plate. 0-1 the count. Good job by Sarah to get ahead of the hitter here. Just really a bad break. Two throwing errors for Fincham back-to-back days. And just really unfortunate because she's played a tough third base all year long for us. Owen won the count. And Miller's pitch to the plate is high and outside for a ball. One and one. Well, now Sarah just wants to get out of this inning, giving up just the two. And give the Lion Bats a chance. Heading into the third inning. One and one the count. Miller into the wind and the pitch to the plate. Again, high and outside. Two and one the count. Cam McCool still warming up in the bullpen down the right field side. Lions in the first base dugout today. Bellhaven in the third base dugout. Miller behind in the count. Two and one to the catcher, Adams. And the pitch to the plate swung on and missed. Had some movement on that fastball, two and two. Was able to get her to chase something on the outside corner. And like you said, Dave, we're just really trying to look for outs here and just try to keep this just to a two-run deficit. Abby Tran is on deck. Fincham even with the bag at third. Gabbard about a step in front of the bag at first. That pitch swung on, fouled straight back. And the count remains at two and two. With that all-turf field out here, man, that threw, that throw went over Hodge's head and it just took off all the way out to the wall. Yep. Two and two the count. One down here in the second inning. Bellhaven with two runs and that pitch swung on and missed strike three. Nice job by Sarah to come back and get the swipe. Strikeout swinging right there for the second out of the inning. And that brings up Abby Trahan. Trahan hitting 294 on the year. Two down now in the inning, and Trahan, the left fielder, one homer, 16 RBIs on the year, came into the tournament hitting 299. 
Runner still at first base is Hanson. Two down now, though. And the first pitch to Trahan is a strike over the inside part of the plate. 0-1. Trahan had a big triple for Bill Haven yesterday against Milliken to kind of get them going on the board as they, they won that ball game 2-1. And I like her attitude. I like how she plays, and she brings a lot of energy out there on the field. Finchman a couple of steps at third near the line. And the 0-1 goes upstairs, and that count now evens at 1-1. One and one. Yeah, Bellhaven yesterday in their win over Milliken looked like world beaters, and then they came down to crashing down to earth today with the loss to Calvin. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate, swung on, fly ball left field down the line, and it is a foul ball. Boy, just by a foot or two down that left field line. Yeah, Trahan jumped all over that pitch down the left field line, just barely went foul up against the wall, so caught a break right there, but we got her to a 1-2 count, see if Sarah can't get this final out of the inning. Casey Bramble was unable to catch up to it. She got a hold of that one and just inches foul. Blackwell, the leadoff hitter, is on deck. One and two to count. Hanson still at first base. Into the wind is Miller. And the pitch to the plate. That change up. There goes the runner. Hanson down to second to throw, and she slides around the tag as it bounced into the bag, and safely is Hanson with the stolen base. Looks like Ivers put a decent throw out there, and it just bounced maybe one hop in Leo's glove. Unable to get the tag in time, and Hanson was able to get the bag right there. And Now Bill Heavings got a runner at second with a little bit of speed, so a base hit here could be trouble. So Hanson at second base, still two down, two and two the count. To Tran, the left fielder. Miller into the wind. And the 2-2 delivery swung on, fouled back over the first base dugout, out of play. And the count stays at 2-2. Two and two. Boy, Sarah has thrown a lot of pitches in this inning. Hanson coming into the ballgame, only four stolen bases, so taking a chance, being aggressive right here on Bill Haven's offensive part. Miller into the wind and serves up the 2-2 pitch swung on line, fouled on the left field line, and it'll go out of play. Well, Bellhaven, since they fell down 9 to nothing in the game previous to this one with Calvin, they have scored eight runs in a row against their opponents. And they are up in this one 2 to nothing. Miller into the wind. And the 2-2 pitch swung on, popped up to third. Fincham will grab it in front of the bag, and that'll do it here in the second inning of play. But in the inning for Bellhaven, they get two runs on just one base hit, one error by the Lions, and they leave one on base. As we head to the third inning of play, it is Bellhaven 2, the Mount Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. 
For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, back here in Decatur, Illinois, I'm Dave Mitchell along with Chris Morris. And the Lions, as we head into the third inning of play, find themselves down on the scoreboard two to nothing. And they'll bring up Gracie Woodyard, Rachel Gabbard, and Casey Fincham. Bottom of the lineup's been really good for the Lions all year long, so need them to do it again today, try to get us offensively going. Obviously, coming into this tournament, I mean, we were up run differentially to 138-21. to 21. We were riding a 17-game winning streak, obviously dropped the game yesterday to DePaul, but have yet to find the offense here in this NCAA Regionals. It is 2-0. Bellhaven on top of it. The winner will play tomorrow at... 10 a.m. against the loser of the game right after this one between DePaul and Calvin. And if the Lions manage to come back and win this ball game, we'll be on the air with our pregame show at about 9.40. We'll make it about 10.40 Eastern Daylight Time. The game would begin at 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. So... Six up, six down for the Lions in the first two innings against Carruth, and that'll bring up the bottom three in the batting order here in the third. Gracie Woodyard hitting 313 on the year. The right fielder had a sacrifice fly and an RBI yesterday to drive home the only run the Lions had. And that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. Gracie, one of the five seniors for the Lions, and as you mentioned yesterday, had a really good at-bat, was able to get a sacrifice fly out to right field for the lone run yesterday. Owen won the count to Woodyard. Bellhaven not expecting her to bunt, so they're back. That pitch swung on and popped up into short left field, going back to shortstop Bass on the outfield grass, and she'll grab it for the first out. Ruth was able to get Gracie to pop up into short left field. As you mentioned, Bass, the shortstop, was able to go out a couple steps and gather it for the first out of the inning. And that brings up Rachel Gabbard, hitting 409. She was 0 for 2 yesterday, the sophomore first baseman, right-handed batter. On deck, Casey Fincham. Caruth looking in for the sign, and now we'll move into the one-out pitch. That pitch swung on and popped up over near the on-deck circle on the first base side. Calling for it is Taggart, and she'll take it in foul territory for the second out of the inning. First pitch swinging by Gabbert, popped it up down the first base territory, and uh, Taggart, the first baseman, was able to gather it right next to the Lions' first base dugout for the second out of the inning, and Caruso continues to just kind of cruise control through this game. And that brings up Casey Fincham. Fincham hit one to the warning track yesterday. In left field, one for two in the ball game. The freshman, two down here in the inning, eight up, eight down for the Lions against Carruth, and that pitch swung on, fouled back here against the screen, 0-1. We talked about a little bit of the Bill Haven Calvin game. Man, Calvin came out of the gate swinging the bat, a couple wild pitches, a couple base hits, put a nine spot up, and uh, you know they were feeling good. They sat around here for 48 hours before even playing a game. Yeah, they did. 0-1 the count. Into the wind, Carruth. And the one-strike pitch swung on, popped up near first base again. Taggart underneath it near the line, grabs it in front of the bag. Three up, three down, nine in a row, retired by Carruth against the Lions. We head to the bottom of the third in this swiftly played game. It is 2-0 Bellhaven on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? 
Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. Well, back here in Decatur, Illinois, I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. It is 2-0. Bellhaven on top of it out of Jackson, Mississippi, and they'll bring up their top part of their batting order. Marley Blackwell, then comes Taggart and Gordon. Blackwell fouled out to third to lead off the ball game for Bellhaven. Sarah Miller. Had a problem with the defense in the last inning that led to two runs being scored. In this inning, she starts it off with a strike. Right at the belt, 0-1. Blackwell came in hitting 349 on the year. And the 0-1, that pitch is just off the outside corner. One and one the count. Lead off batter Blackwell here in the third inning of play. Two nothing. Bellhaven on top of it. That pitch swung on and missed tighter up inside. One and two. Sarah's still throwing with quite a bit of velocity as she did throw most of the ball game yesterday and coming back, like you said, it's eighty two degrees, so she looks like she still has a lot of energy left and a lot of gas left in the tank. One and two the count to the leadoff batter here in the inning. We're in the bottom of the third, and the one-two swung on a miss, changed it up on her. Strike three. They said Ivers didn't catch the ball, but Ivers then throws it to first base to complete the strikeout, which will be the third of the ball game for Sarah Miller. Doing a really good job as far as changing up the speed. Obviously got her on the change up there again for the strikeout swinging. So one away, and it brings up Elizabeth Taggart. Taggart. Bounce to first. In her last at bat, left-handed batter, 0 for 1. And the one-out pitch to the plate, swung on, pop foul. Over near the third base dugout, but it'll go out of play. Lions offense didn't make Caruth work too hard in that bat, in that last inning. It was a quick inning, yep. very limited amount of pitches, and uh, we're going to have to stay patient on those at-bats. 0-1 the count, one down. To Taggart, the first baseman. And that pitch floats upstairs around the bill of the cap, one and one. This game got underway late because the first two games went longer than anticipated. But when you got 45 minutes in between games, it's hard to get games in every two hours. One and one the count. 
And the pitch swung on fly ball out into right center field. Woodyard goes to her right, and she'll take it in for the second out of the inning. Tagger was able to get a good barrel of the bat on the ball, flat out into right center field. Gracie Woodyard was able to call off center fielder Brooke Otto and make the second out of the inning. Brings up Allie Gordon. Gordon, 0 for 1. She popped out to short. Just back on the outfield grass the first time. Two down here in the third inning. It's 2-0 Bellhaven. Winner moves on. Loser goes home. And the two-out pitch to the plate. That one floats upstairs. 1-0 the count. Boy, we talked about Sandy, the bus driver, yesterday. She's right down there again on pins and needles on every pitch. Swung on fly ball out in the left center field. Going back is... Bramble, and that's going to bounce off the warning track and over the fence for a ground rule double. Boy, Bramble, that thing was a shot, Chris, and she just couldn't catch up with it. Yeah, it was a bullet off the bat and uh, went over top of her head just a little bit, and we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Coach Goddard said that warning track does play hard, and it bounced up right off the warning track over the fence for a ground rule double. And that'll bring up Kennedy Carruth. Carruth struck out looking the last time up. She got fouled on a, fooled on a changeup. So she is 0 for 1, but she comes up with an RBI opportunity. As Chris said, she had a two-run double in the previous game against Calvin. And that pitch swung and foul tipped off the mask of Elizabeth Ivers and up against the screen, 0-1. Nice job by Coach Griffin giving B. Ivers just a second to kind of make sure she's okay after taking a ball off the mask. <laughs> Home plate umpire asking her if she's okay. She said she is. She's tough. She's from our own hometown, oh, Shelbyville, yeah. Kentucky. Where they don't know who Cassius Clay is. <laughs> Owen won the count. The pitch. That's a called strike over the outside corner. Owen two. Bellhaven had a lot of problems with their catcher, and we were talking to Elizabeth Ivers. Said the Bellhaven in between games offered us three players and one to be named later for her, but we turned it down. <laughs> 0-2 the count. And the pitch to the plate. That's high and outside. 1-2. and two. Good miss by Sari. Up in the count 0-2. See if she can chase something outside. He's still got one or two pitches here to waste to a really good hitter in Carruth. Elizabeth had that look on her face like, really? <laughs> Into the wind is Miller and delivers the 1-2 pitch. That's a changeup. Floats outside again. 2-2. Two and two. Boy, that changeup is really her main out pitch here today. Yeah, tried to get Caruth again on the changeup. She was able to hold up for a 2-2 count. Runner at second is Gordon after the ground rule double. Two down here in the inning. Miller to Caruth on the 2-2 pitch. And it's upstairs. Ivers had to come out of the crouch to grab that one and backhand it. Three and two. Nice job by Caruth to lay off a couple of these pitches and get back into a full count. Look something to drive here and see if Bill Haven can't score another run here in the bottom of the third. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Gordon is at second base. And the payoff pitch with first base open is swung on, popped up into short right field. Hodge going back onto the outfield grass, and she'll grab it for the third out of the inning. So Miller gives up a double, but 
pitches out of the jam as we head to the fourth inning of play. It is still Bellhaven 2, the Mount Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Well, your line scores, we head into the fourth inning of play. For Bellhaven, two runs, two hits, no errors. They've left two on base. And for the Lions, no runs on no hits. They've committed one error and obviously left nobody on base. Carruth working on a perfect game. She's faced nine, retired nine, and she's got the top of the order. And now the Lions have seen her through the batting order once and now should have better at-bats, you would think. Need the top of the lineup to get on base here. Need to get something going here offensively in this regional tournament. Tucker, Otto, Ivers, Miller. Hopefully they can get something going here in the top of the fourth. Well, I will say their choice of music in between innings and in between games has been outstanding. They've got you up here dancing, so they're, right. it's, it's filling your your joy and you're having a heck of a time. <laughs> now it's been a really good weekend, and uh, again, thank you to Milligan for putting on an outstanding NCAA regional. 2-0, and it will be Aaliyah Tucker leading it off, top of the order for the Lions. She flied to left, had a good at-bat, made good solid contact, just hit it right at the left fielder, so leading it off here in the fourth, and that pitch is a strike at the knees. 0-1 the count. Tucker yesterday was 0-3, so she's 0-4 in this tournament. Into the wind. And the 0-1 pitch swung on it, grounded foul. Boy, they jammed her inside on that pitch, and she was way out in front of it. She saw a pitch at inside, and she took a cut at it. She's seen a lot of outside pitches over the weekend so far. She saw something up and in, took a good cut at it, but now Caruso got an 0-2 count on her. Nice to see Aaliyah just get into something and get on base. It do wonders for her confidence right now. Yes. Otto's on deck. She might be pressing just a little bit, just, you know, trying to make something happen. 0-2 the count. And that pitch swung on the line. Foul pass. <laughs> a jumping Beth Goddard in that third base coach's box. And we got uh, bus driver Sandy waving up here to the press <laughs> box. We were telling her we were talking about her. So her and uh, Didi's the assistant, Didi Morris's mom, Kim Nutt, is down there. And there are two peas in a pod down there cheating yeah. on the Lions. 0-2 the count. Caruth. Rocks into the motion again, and that pitch hangs upstairs to Tucker. One and two. Nice job by Tucker to lay off that. They try to go up on her and get her to something to chase, and she's going to have to battle here, and anything close, got to try to put a bat on it. 
Tucker down in the count, one ball, two strikes, leading it off here in the fourth inning, down 2 nothing. And that pitch is an Ephus pitch, it almost looked like. Caruth, I think she just misguided the ball, and it went way outside, and the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. She kind of turned her back to home plate and wasn't sure what that pitch was. She's shaking her head and laughing out there in the circle, just taking a moment here before she steps back on the rubber. Two and two the count. And she rocks into the motion and the pitch to Tucker. Hit her! Or did that hit the bat? Boy, I could have swore that hit Tucker, but she looked at the umpire and the umpire didn't call anything, so I guess... It's just the ball, three and two. I heard something up here in the press box. Yeah. We've got the window cracked. I heard something, but looks like it's going to go to a full count. So three and two to Tucker. And Kruth, the payoff pitch, swung on, popped foul, and out of play. Nice at-bat here by Aaliyah. We've had a couple of those in this tournament where it's looked like people have been hitting. No call. I could have swore I heard something. I- I did too, and if it didn't hit her, I thought it was off the bat, but he called it ball, so. Yeah. Three and two the count stays against Tucker. Into the wind is Caruth, and the pitch swung on, fouled straight back against the screen again. Count stays three and two. Making Caruth throw quite a bit of pitches here in this at bat and just really work here in the top half of the fourth. Which was the game plan yesterday against Henry, but the minute the Lions got down, they started jumping on the first pitch. Brooke Otto on deck, three and two to Tucker, and that pitch swung on fly ball. Left field. It is deep. It is gone. Aaliyah knew it off the bat. She got really good, she got really good metal on the bat and took a pitch. She had to come to her on a full count, got one right over the middle of the plate, and that might be what the Lions need as a left field deep home run for Aaliyah Tucker. Aaliyah Tucker with a home run to lead off. This fourth inning of play, and it is two to one, Bellhaven. You can just feel the weight of the world off of Leah Tucker's yep. back right there. She's waiting to get a big time hit, and she delivers one right there for the mount and gets this back to a two to one ball game with no outs in the top of the fourth. And that was a shot down the left field, deep. I mean, it's up on top of the hill up there, up in the left field. First hit by the Lions, and it is a big one. And now Brooke Otto. That's another one. Deep left field. It's going back, and it is gone again. Back-to-back home runs for the Lions as Brooke Otto takes one to deep left field. And now we've got a 2-2 to ball game in the top of the fourth. And the Lions are excited. The crowd is up on their feet. And back-to-back jacks for the Lions. No hits through the first three innings and to lead off the fourth. The Lions back-to-back home runs, and we are knotted up at two in Decatur. You say it all the time, Aaliyah is the straw that stirs the drink. She gets a home run, and the offense is all of a sudden right back, and Brooke got a pitch right down the middle of the plate and took it to deep left field, almost identical to Aaliyah Tucker's home run, and now we've got a 2-2 to ball game, and the energy level is back on that first base dugout as they're in there jumping around. Boy, you could, like you said, when Tucker hit it, it was like the weight of the world just came off of this team. Not only Tucker, but the entire team. And then Otto got one. Room service fastball, and she delivered it. I think Sandy, the bus driver, had her hands up for the whole time. She's just down there having a heck of a time, so that's awesome to see. And like you said, that was something that this team needed to finally get. A couple base hits and two home runs right there, and we've got a tie ball game now. 2-2. Two, two. Nobody out, and Ivers takes that first pitch from Carruth, and it's down in the dirt for a ball. 
Boy, the entire Bellhaven infield gathered around Carruth after that second home run. And Ivers steps into the batter's box. Up in the count 1-0, and now Carruth wants a new ball. I mean, like you said, she was coming into the inning with a perfect game. Two hits, two home runs, 2-2 ball game. It's a whole new game now, and the energy level on that line's dugout is jumping right now. Sarah Miller is on deck. Still nobody down in the fourth inning. Lions have come back and tied it up. And that pitch is outside for a ball, 2-0. Nice job by Ivers here to stay patient at the plate. Don't go after that first pitch. Make Carruth come back to us now as she's starting to think a little bit on the, out in the circle. By the way, that was the eighth home run of the year for Aaliyah Tucker and the third home run of the season for Brooke Otto. We talked about the weight of the world off Aaliyah Tucker. The weight of the world came off Brooke Otto as well. She's been struggling at the plate, so really happy for both of those young ladies. 2-0 to Ivers. There's one. Popped out into left field. Going back to the left fielder Trahan in front of the warning track, and she'll take it in for the first out of the inning. But there were a couple of guys out in that left field porch that they were thinking maybe that one was gone. They did. And Ivers is saying (laughs) on the way back to the dugout, I got just underneath it. Yes, she just missed that one. Ivers put a good swing on the bat and all the way out to left field, and Trahan was able to gather it in. But you said the crowd out there in left field kind of jumped up thinking that one was coming <laughs> off the bat, too. So the Lions offense, they're starting to hit the ball a little bit harder and harder each inning. They've had good at-bats. They've put the ball in play just right at people, and maybe that those two home runs are just what they needed offensively. One down, 2-2, two, two, and Sarah Miller watches that first pitch go upstairs for a ball, 1-0. And now... Carruth looks like her body language again, Chris, is like what it was in the earlier game today against Calvin in the inning and the third that she pitched. She's starting to take a little bit more time in between yeah. pitches as well. Want to know the count? Told you she's been dealing with a physical ailment, but she has had it, been cruising in this one, and that first, that pitch goes right down Main Street 101, which, by the way, we did find Main Street this morning. Yeah, had a nice breakfast at the uh, downtown cafe on Main Street here in Decatur. Really nice good food, nice service. Hey, I did want to mention uh, Dr. President Williams. Man, he jumped out of his seat on those two home runs as Carruth is really shaken up in the circle. Yeah, there's something definitely wrong with Carruth. She dropped her glove and is walking around the back of the circle. Just got word that uh, the tournament director is actually going to give the two home run balls back to Aaliyah and Brooke, so really good job. Nice, nice gesture on that part. One and one the count. Carruth with one down here in the inning and a 2-2 ball game. And the pitch is outside, 2-1 and one to Sarah Miller. Miller 0 for 1. She grounded a third her first time up. Two balls, one strike. Bramble is on deck. Into the wind is Carruth, and the 2-1 swung on and tapped foul up the third base side. Boy, those two shots by Tucker and Otto, though, they almost landed in the same exact spot out in the left center. They were identical, and both got really good swings on them as they went out to deep left field, and uh, couldn't be more happier for those two, one, the one-two punch at the top of our lineup. Two and two the count. One down here in the inning. Carruth to Sarah Miller. That pitch is inside. Three and two now. Carruth continues to look into the umpire, continues to look at her coach on these close calls by the umpire. She's taking a slow walk. Takes her glove off, goes back to the back of the rubber, grabs the rosin bag. She's doing her best A.J. Burnett impression. Body language is a lot different than it was to start this inning. I mean, those two home runs took a lot out of her. 
Three and two pitch to Sarah Miller. Swung on and lined at the shortstop, coming in and grabbing at his bass for the second out of the inning. Hard hit ball by Sarah. Was, was, bass had to take about a, one or two steps towards second base there at the shortstop position, and was able to catch the line out for the second out of the inning. You know, the good thing about that, though, that is about the best hit ball that we've seen Sarah have over the last couple of weeks. Same as what we saw out of Tucker on the first fly ball to left field to lead off the game. You can make the argument for Ivers as well. She had a hard hit ball yeah. out there to the warning track. So Bramble, who struck out her last time up, 0-for-1 with two outs, checks her swing on an outside fastball. 1-0 the count. Two down here in the inning, the Lions. First hits of the game, and they've tied it up at two. And the 1-0, that pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Bramble backs out of the batter's box, shaking her head. 1-1. and we know Bramble can have a one swing of the bat and put one over the fence as well. She had a, several hard-hit home runs throughout the regular season. Into the wind is Cruz. Two down in the inning. The 1-1 pitch swung on and grounded wide a second. Picking it up is Brabham. Throw to first base in time. But the Lions come back to tie it up on the back-to-back home runs by Aaliyah Tucker and Brooke Otto. We head to the bottom of the fourth. It is the Mount 2, Bellhaven 2 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Live together, build together, lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Well, the Lions come back to tie it up in the top half of the fifth inning here, or fourth inning, I should say, two to nothing. And as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning, it'll be Anna McNear, Kate Bass, and Haley Hansen. Leading off for the Bellhaven University Blazers in the bottom of the fourth inning is number 24. So it'll be McNear hitting 323, the DP today. She walked and came home to score on the error by Fincham. Sarah looking to have a quick inning here to get those bats back out of there for the Lions offense. So see if she can't have a quick inning here in the, in the bottom of the fourth. And the delay is the umpires finally getting out to their position so we can get this inning underway. Tune it to Lions and Bellhaven in this elimination game. And the pitch to the plate is a called strike. Oh, and one the count. Now Sarah can kind of take a deep breath, back to 0-0, obviously, but kind of back to even kill and just kind of get back into the groove of this game. End of the line, Miller, and delivers the 0-1 pitch to the plate, tying outside to McNear, 1-1 one one the count. You know Casey Fincham's taking a deep breath and kind of forgetting about that throwing air, too. <laughs> She's t- she was thanking Tucker and Otto for, for those two swings and those two jack- back-to-back home runs. 1-1 one one the count. 
Now to McNear, and that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. Count moves to one and two. We talked about it a little bit last weekend as we were able to sit out in right field and kind of look back into the field. Elizabeth Ivers behind the plate does an outstanding job of framing pitches. One and two to count to the leadoff hitter here in the bottom of the fourth. And the pitch swung on and fouled over the third base dugout out of play. Back onto the hill. We talked about this field yesterday. Just a gorgeous facility here at Millican University, Workman Field. 200 down the lines, 220 to dead center field. They do have the lights, which will be turned on here probably in a little bit. But a great facility. And the 2-2 is down low. 3-2. and two. All turf facility. They've got uh, two batting cages inside across the street into the gymnasium. Uh, batting cages down on the right field line. Bullpen, just outstanding facility. And like we said, they've done a really good job of hosting this NCAA regional. Check out the count. 2-2. Two and two. And the pitch to McNear. Check swing low and outside. Now it's 3-2. and two. I was just... Telling our fortune. So three and two to the leadoff hitter here in the fourth. McNear, right-handed batter. Into the wind is Miller. She doesn't want to lose her. And the pitch swung on a tap foul behind home plate. And she stays alive, keeps the count at three and two. Nice at bat by McNear right here. Uh, found a few off, watching a few close ones go by and able to draw it couple balls and bring this to a full count as Bellhaven looks to get a base runner after the back-to-back home runs in the top half of the inning by the Lions. It's funny to look over near the first base dugout where first base coach for Bellhaven, Courtney Fairley, is about five feet away from Beth Goderwitz, who is putting in the signs. That pitch swung on and fouled out of play down the left field side. Boy, Bramble gave it a good try but couldn't come up with it as it fell out of play. But you've got D.D. Morris and Beth Goddard sitting in the dugout on their usual buckets right at the opening, and Fairley is over there probably about five feet from them. If she had great vision and they didn't hide it, that she could look right onto their chart as to what they're calling out to pitch. And the 3-2 pitch. And that pitch is fouled out of play over the first base side to McNear. Bass is on deck. I was able to talk to assistant coach Courtney Fairley, too. They were both down here watching that morning game. She's an alumni of Bellhaven, played for Coach Griffin back when they were in NAI school before they made the transition into the Division Three level. This is their first trip into the regionals. They're the at-large bid. And the 3-2 hangs upstairs, ball four. So the leadoff man is aboard in McNear. Second walk of the ball game given up, and that's the way the second inning started for Sarah Miller in which the Lions gave up two runs and now the leadoff runner is on and McNair and it brings up Cade Bass. Bass bounced into a fielder's choice and that error throwing it at second base to trying to complete the double play is what led to the two runs being scored. So Bass, Lions are expecting a bunt here with McNair at first base. Fincham is in close at third and she squares, bunts it up the third base line but it'll go foul. Looks like Cam McCool's still getting loose down there in the right field bullpen. Oh, that's an every-inning thing. <laughs> I wonder how many pitches she's thrown down there today. Well, I remember the other day against, in that first game against Transylvania, she had thrown almost a complete game herself down in the bullpen. 0-1 the count 
to Bash. Squares again, bunts it right out in front of the plate. Fincham pulls it up, throws the first in time. They throw back the second base, and not in time to get the diving McNear back into the bag at second. Heads up play by uh, Maya Hodge has the bunt sacrifice. Fincham was able to gather it at the third base side. Throw it over to Maya Hodge, who was holding on at first for the first out. And Maya threw back behind the runner, and Elias stuck the tag on her just a little bit late. She was able to slide in there at second. So that's one down. The sacrifice is complete. And McNear now at second base, and that brings up Haley Hansen, who singled the left center her last time up. Hansen, left-handed batter. McNear at second base, still digging the dirt out of her belt buckle after sliding head first back into second. And the one-out pitch is inside for a ball. Want to know the count? One down here in a 2-2 ball game in the bottom of the fourth. Hansen came in hitting 348 on the year, left-handed batter. The center fielder. And the 1-0, that's upstairs again, 2-0. Now Sarah falling behind the hitters. Her body language just a, looks a little bit different, Dave. She's falling hot, uh, behind a little bit. Obviously, the leadoff walk in the sack bunt. Bellhaven's got a runner in scoring position. 2-0, and one down. McNear at second. And the pitch to Hanson. That's high and outside again. 3-0. and Adams, the catcher, is on deck. Three balls, no strikes. Miller into the line, and Hanson you'd think be taking, and she does take that one, and it's upstairs, ball four. Here comes your pitching change, Dave. And Beth Goderwiss is coming out of the dugout, and I think you're going to see a pitching change as she's walking straight to the home plate umpire, and it's going to be Cam McCool. So when we come back, we've got a pitching change. Cam McCool coming into the ball game for the Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. It's 2-2 here in the bottom of the fourth, one out when we return. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu ohio. NCAA TV and marketing rights fees. Where does the money go? Long answer, 96% of the revenue is used to fund 88 championships and support 1,055 member colleges and universities who together provide $2 billion annually in financial aid to more than 400,000 student-athletes so they can compete and learn. Short answer, we put our money where our mission is. Well, the call to the bullpen right now, Cam McCool coming into the ball game for the Lions as she will replace Sarah Milner. The two runners on will 
be inherited by Cam. Cam coming in with a record of 13-4 and on the year, an ERA of 1.10. This will be her 25th appearance of the year. She, in 121 innings, she has struck out 159, given up 71 hits, 34 runs, 19 of them earned. And she is going to face off with the bottom two in the batting order, Elena Adams and Abby Trahan. One down in the inning. 2-2 ball game. Runner at second is McNair. Runner at first is Hanson. Adams right-handed batter. 0 for 1 in the ball game and McCool's pitch is a knuckler inside, I guess. Ball one. Talked about Cam McCool being ready to go as she finally gets her spot in the circle here. In a tough spot. Runners on first and second. Only one out. McCool always twirls that ball against her right hip and now delivers the 1-0. Fouled straight back against the screen. 1-1. One and one. Cam McCool coming into the ball game. Ranked 13th in the country in strikeouts. And uh, she was on the first team all central region. So congratulations Cam on an outstanding season. Broke the regular season strikeout record for the Mount. So she's been really tough in the circle. And this is a big situation for her to come into. And the 1-1 strike right down the middle of the plate at the belt. One and two. Cam's delivery is just a little bit different from Sarah's. Her velocity, her ball movement's a little different. So I like to switch her by Coach Goderwitz as Bellhaven was just trying to start hitting the ball a little bit harder. Obviously, the two walks by Sarah as well in this inning. Runners are first and second. One and two, the pitch. Swing on and miss, strike three. Talked about Sarah being ranked top, or sorry, talked about Cam being ranked 13th in the country, and she comes right in, gets a strikeout swinging for the second out of the inning. And now it'll be Abby Trahan. Trahan fouled out to third her last time up. She's 0 for 1. Two down now. Still runners at first and second. In a 2-2 ball game, bottom of the fourth. And McCool's pitch to the plate is high and outside. Talked about Trahan earlier. Uh, winning two national championships at the JUCO level and transferring into Bellhaven. And she's a tough player, a left fielder, and uh, she's going to be a tough out here. 1-0 the count. Two down in the inning. We're in the bottom of the fourth. 2-2 two, two game. Pitch in tight. 2-0. McCool. As cool a cucumber as you can get. Boy, she I don't think that smile ever leaves her face. Where's the mask, of course, out there on the mound. And the 2-0. Swung on and missed. Boy, that had some late movement on it. 2-1. and one. Pretty cool to see uh, Cam's sister, Kendall, in the stands here. She had to take a year off from the program due to her nursing school, so she's out here in the stands just smiling, clapping for her big sister. Yeah, she came to Transylvania last Saturday to watch the championship game, and Cam didn't even know she was there until late. That pitch strike down the middle of the plate, two and two. That had some velocity on it, Dave. She really brought that in and was able to get a 2-2 count as she looks to get out of this jam of Sarah Miller. So two and two in a two-to-two ball game. Two outs and the pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Nice. Trahan staying alive. Yeah, nice job by Trahan. There was a pitch on the outside corner that she was able to foul off to keep that bat alive. Again, we'll do it all over again. Two and two. McNair is at second. Hansen at first for Bellhaven. Into the wind, and the 2-2 swung on it, grounded through the hole into center field for a base hit. Otto comes up. She's going to throw home. Here's the throw, not in time. 
and taking the lead, Bellhaven, as McNear scores. It's 3-2. to two. Going to third is Hanson, and going to second on the throw is Trahan on the base hit, RBI single to center. Trahan's a tough player. She had a really good at bat and was able to find a pitch, drive it out in the center field for the for the RBI, and as Bellhaven takes the lead back here in the bottom of the fourth, three to two, two outs, runners on second and third. And it brings up Blackwell. Blackwell 0 for 2, fouled out to third and struck out. And that pitch is inside for a ball. Blackwell with a chance to really open up a big lead for Bellhaven with a base hit here as they've got speed on the bases. And the 1-0 pitch to the plate is upstairs. First base is open and Taggart is on deck, but Taggart's a left-handed hitter. Taggart's leading the team in batting average. Like I said, she, she's a tough out, 34 RBIs, so. Into the motion, McCool. And the 2-0, that's a strike. Two and one. Need to keep this just a one-run game. Yeah, this is a big hitter for McCool. Two and one the count. Now to the Blackwell, and that pitch is a strike at the belt. Two and two. Nice job by Cam to come back and get that even 2-2 count. Two down. Runners at second and third for Bellhaven. They've taken the lead here in the inning. Three to two. McCool rocks into the motion. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And McCool pitches out of the jam. So in the inning for Bellhaven, they pick up one run on just one base hit. They leave two runners on. No errors as we head to the fifth inning of play. It is Bellhaven 3, the Mount 2 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the Lions tied it up at 2-2, but Bellhaven came right back in the bottom half of the inning to take the lead again at 3-2. And for the Lions coming up here in the top of the fifth, it'll be Maya Hodge, Gracie Woodyard, and Rachel Gabbard. Nice answer by Bellhaven right there after the back-to-back home runs are tied up. They were able to draw a couple walks and a, and a base hit up the middle and take the lead back. So, you know, the Lions offense have to come back out here and, and continue to battle, continue to fight. Caruso's going to come back out with a little bit more confidence as she does get the lead back. But the Lions did a good job of breaking through against her in the last inning. Had a lot of hard-hit balls last inning, so kind of see how this plays out. Bottom part of the lineup coming up that's really been solid, so see if we can't maneuver another run and maybe tie this or even take the lead in the top of the fifth. 
Hodge fly to center her first time up. So Maya will come to the plate, the second baseman. Leading it off, the freshman second baseman came in hitting 367, 0 for 1 on the afternoon in the tournament. She is 0 for 3 with a sacrifice. Lions hope to get their hitting shoes on here in the next three innings. The wind by Carruth and the pitch is upstairs for a ball, 1-0. Look at it there on the scoreboard, only five hits all ball game for both teams. So really good job by both pitching staff and uh, just unfortunate miscues on the mountain defense and a couple walks were able to give Billhaven three runs. Carruth will deliver the 1-0 pitch, swung on, fly ball out to left field, coming over his tray hand, medium depth. And she'll grab it. So there's one out here in the fifth inning. Trey Ann really good in left field. Didn't have to move much for that. Hodge was able to drive the ball out to left field. She took a few steps in and was able to get the first out of the inning. And that'll bring up Gracie Woodyard. Woodyard popped out to short her last time up. Gracie, the right fielder. 0 for 3 in the tournament. She did have a sacrifice fly yesterday, as we told you. And that pitch swung on and on an inside pitch, fisted back to the screen. 0-1 the count. I don't see either team, DePaul or Calvin, here, here, and they're scheduled to play the very next game here. I think Calvin might be down the right field line. And that pitch swung on by Woodyard, and that'll go foul down the left field side. Got out in front of that one, and now the count 0-2. Talked about Caruth having a little bit more confidence in the circle. Now that she's got the lead back, was able to get the first out out the left field on the fly out, and then now she's up in the count 0-2 on Woodyard. Rachel Gabbard is on deck, and the 0-2 pitch swung on the ground right back to the box. Caruth on a nice backhanded stab. Throws the first in time for the second out of the inning. Tough play by Caruth. Woodyard was able to get a good swing. Barrel it up the middle of the field, and Carruth did a nice job of fielding her position, gathering it and throwing it over to first for the second out of the inning. And it'll ring up Rachel Gabbard. Gabbard fouled out to first base her first time up. She is 0 for 1, the right-handed hitting sophomore first baseman with Fincham on deck. Two down here in the inning, 3-2, to two, Bellhaven with the lead. In the fifth, and the pitch swung on and grounded into center field. Base hit for Rachel Gabbard. So she's on at first base, and it brings up Casey Fincham. Rachel Gabbert come up aggressive, first pitch swinging. Was able to single out the center field for a runner with two outs. Now we can keep, see if we can get something going with two outs. Fincham and then Tucker's on deck. Fincham popped to first, and now we've got a pinch runner coming in for the Lions. And that is going to be Alyssa Whitmer. Whitmer from Westchester into run for Gabbert at first base. Still two down. And Fincham will come up to the plate. Thank you. Alyssa Whitmer now running for the Lions. Alyssa, sorry, Dave. Alyssa's done a good job pinch running all year for the Lions and gets a good opportunity here in the NCAA region to do it again for Rachel Gabbert. And she is a threat to steal. She's on at first base. And the pitch to Fincham with two outs here in the inning. It is a called strike. Over the outside corner at the knees. Owen won the count. Whitmer at first base. Two down. Lions down by a run here in the fifth. 
And the pitch swung on, popped up to first base again. Taggart comes in on the line and will take it in foul territory for the third out of the inning. But in the inning for the Lions, they get no runs, one base hit, and they leave a runner on. We head to the bottom of the fifth. It's still Bellhaven 3, the Mount 2 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade. And Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, Cam McCool back out to toil for another inning, and she will face the two, three, and four hitters for Bellhaven. Elizabeth Taggard, Allie Gordon, and Kennedy Carruth. Taggard left-handed hitter, 0 for 2 in the ballgame, bounce to first, fly to right. We are in a 3-2 to two ball game. Bellhaven with the lead. And that pitch is taken down low for a ball. Important inning here for the Lions to keep this a one-run game. We've got the heart of the lineup here for Bellhaven. 1-0 the count. And McCool's pitch to Taggart is a called strike over the outside corner. Count now evens at 1-1. One one. Bellhaven scored two in the second. The Lions came back with back-to-back home runs by Tucker and Otto in the fourth to tie it. And then Bellhaven a run in the fourth to go back ahead 3-2. to two. And that next pitch is a called strike to Taggart. And the count moves to 1-2. and two. Game continues to go to that rosin bag each after each pitch. Into the wind, the two-strike delivery, fouled straight back and out of play. I believe DePaul just came to the field. As they are moving around down the right field line, they'll be playing Calvin in the championship game about 45 minutes after this one. One two pitch popped up behind home plate. Ivers loses the map, but it'll hit right back here on top of the press box and bounce back down to the field. And the count stays one and two. Bill, Bill Haven coming in ranked 12th in the country in the newest polls of the NFCA this week. Like you said, they got that at-large bid on Monday, so it was a huge relief for them. He, he actually mentioned that they didn't practice the week after the conference tournament. He wanted to give them a week off and then figure out if they were actually going to make the NCAA tournament or not. <laughs> One-two pitch to Taggart. Swung on and missed on a high riser. Strike three. Big time punch out on it. Got her on the outside corner, swinging. That was a good punch out for Cam McCool as it gets going here in the bottom of the fifth. Second strikeout of the ball game for McCool. And it brings to the plate Allie Gordon. Gordon has doubled and popped a short. So she's one for two. Hit it up the left center field gap. That pitch swung on, popped foul over near the third base dugout. And it'll hit on the railing and 
fall safely. Good effort by Ivers and Fincham. Even Cam McCool came running across and just fouled down the third baseline right behind home plate into the netting. So, on one to count. In a 3-2 to two ball game, one away. And the next pitch swung on and missed. That was fouled in and out of the glove of Ivers as Gordon just got a piece of it, and the count goes to 0-2. Carruth is on deck. McCool always has her jersey. And that pitch just off the outside corner. Put her right where she wanted to, 0-2. When Cam came out of the bullpen, her jersey was completely untucked, and they had to tuck it in, but she always leaves the left side of that jersey out. I wish I had an answer to why, but I don't. And the 1-2 swung on, pop foul back near us, and over the top of the press box, not a play. Good at bat by Gordon, fouling off several pitches here. She has always done that all year long. She's always had that jersey untucked there on the left side. Cam a junior, so really excited to have her back for her senior campaign next year. And the one-two pitch to the plate is just off the outside corner. Holy cow. Two and two. Lions fans upset with that call. That would have been a punch out for the second out of the inning. Instead, it's a two-two count. One out here in the bottom of the fifth. Two and two to Gordon. And the 2-2 swung on and fouled back over the third base side again. Out of play. Tough at bat here by Gordon. And then you got Carruth on deck. So back-to-back hitters are going to be tough outs for Cam McCool. But we've got to keep this a one-run ball game as we're getting ready to head into the sixth inning as the Lions only have two more attempts. The season on the line for the Lions here. And the pitch swung on fly ball center field. Brooke Otto comes in and takes it for the second out of the inning. Two away, and it brings up Carruth. McCool wins the battle against Gordon. Gordon flies out to center field, and Brooke Otto gets, I think, maybe her first or second ball of the regional. She hasn't had a ton out there in center field. Yeah, I asked her today. I said, did you get a little lonely out in center yesterday? She goes, yeah, I was wondering what you guys were saying about me. (laughs) So good job by Brooke Otto. She's been really good in center field ever since that move about midway through the season. Yeah, every time the ball is hit out her way, you've just got to silent confidence that she's going to take it. Two away, and it brings up Carruth, and she swings and misses way ahead of that changeup from McCool. Owen won the count. Carruth, 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Struck out, grounded, or popped out to second, excuse me. Lions with the top of the order coming up in the next inning, and that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. 0-2. Good job by Cam getting ahead in the count. 0-2, got one or two pitches here to waste. Nothing here to Carruth with an 0-2 count. 0-2, two down, nobody on here in the bottom of the fifth in a 3-2 Bellhaven lead. And that pitch swung on and grounded right back through the legs of McCool and into center field for a base hit. She tried to sneak that changeup by her again, and that time Carruth was expecting it. Yeah, they tried to go all speed right there in an 0-2 count. Carruth stayed back on it. It kind of stayed up over the zone, and she was able to drive that out in the center field for a single. And that will bring up McNear, and now we're going to have... I believe probably a pinch runner for Carruth at first base. We'll see. And that'll be number 12 coming in to run, and that's Elizabeth Platt. 
Platt from Summit, Mississippi, a sophomore, will be running for Carruth at first base. And that'll just be a pinch running situation. They're not going to pull Carruth right now. Not in this moment. He's going to continue to go with his ace as the winner will advance to the Losers Bracket Championship tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central time. Central time. 11 Eastern time. And the pitch is inside for a ball. Might have been a little low also, 1-0. Looking for outs here for Cam McCool. Got a runner at first, but two outs, one run ball game. Just trying to give the Lions a couple more opportunities to tie this and maybe even take the lead. McNair has walked twice, and that pitch is above the belt, 2-0. and Two and oh the count. With Platt at first base, two down in the inning. McCool peering in and the two-o pitch to the plate. That's upstairs, three and oh. McNear has walked her first two times up and came around to score those two times. Three and the count squares the bunch. He's not going to bunt. That pitch is a called strike. Three and one. Three balls, one strike, two down. Platt at first base, running for Carruth. McCool trying to get it through this inning, and that pitch swung on and fouled down the third base side, going over his bramble on the warning track slides, but can't come up with it. Great effort by Casey Brambles. Fouled down the left field line. She made a racing track to get it. She attempted to dive for it. Kind of slid into the fence and uh, looks like she's okay. But brought it back to a full count. So good job by Cam to battle back here and see if we can't get this final out of the inning. Three and two now. Cam was down three and on the count. And it's moved now to three and two. Two down. Platt at first base. And the pitch to the plate swung on, popped up behind third, going back to Spincham near the line to take it in, and that's the end of the inning. So the Lions get out of the inning on just no runs, one hit, no errors, and Bellhaven leaves one on base. We head to the sixth. It's the top of the order for the Lions in a Bellhaven 3-2 to two lead. In a world where cancer is almost a daily part of the news, one cancer isn't heard about enough. Oral cancers are increasing in the U.S., and as in my own case, most people know little about them. Like many, I thought that this was a cancer that impacted much older people who had used tobacco most of their lives. While that's still a problem, the fastest-growing segment of the people developing oral cancers are young non-smokers. A very common virus, one responsible for the vast majority of cervical cancers, is now identified as a cause of this rapid rise in oral cancers. Thankfully, in a fast, inexpensive, and painless visual and tactile screening, a medical or dental professional can often identify early-stage disease. So please, the next time you visit your dentist or your medical doctor, ask for this simple screening. Finding oral cancer in its earliest stages may save your life. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades. 
and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Top of the order for the Lions, Aaliyah Tucker, Brooke Otto, and Elizabeth Ivers. Tuck, one for two in the ball game. That one, a home run over the left center field fence in the fourth inning. And we're down three to two. And that pitch is down low for a ball. Want to know the count. See how Carruth pitches Tucker this time. Yeah, got Tucker, Otto, Ivers, Miller. So big opportunity for the Lions offense. We're in the sixth inning. It's a three to two Bellhaven lead. Caruth took a lot of time in between innings, even after she came out for a pinch runner. And now taking a long time between pitches, and the 1-0 is a strike at the knees. 1-1 one one the count. Looks like Aliyah's going to be patient here in this at-bat, kind of make Caruth throw a couple pitches. I kind of like the idea we're late in the ball game, kind of let that pressure sit in a little bit, see if you can't get a pitch and drive. We're just looking for base runners here. 1-1 one one the count. As the sophomore rocks into the motion, and that pitch is low and outside for a ball, two and one. Boy, a lot of movement around the Bellhaven infield for the Blazers, expecting Tucker to maybe bunt the ball. Bellhaven knows how important these this inning is, obviously, with the top half of our lineup. Boy, the left fielder, Trahan, playing deep. That pitch is a strike over the outside corner. That wasn't the last inning, but it is now, and the count now goes to two and two. Anything close here, you gotta foul it off. Two two count. Two and two with Otto on deck. Trahan really playing deep back near the warning track in left field. The wind by Kruth, the two two pitch is inside for a ball, three and two. Good eye by Leah. Way to battle here, got it to a full count. Big opportunity here for the Lions. Just looking for a base runner, and it would be really nice to have Tucker at first. Tucker three and two. Leading it off here in the sixth. Into the wine, Carruth. And the pitch swung on. Fly ball, center field. It is deep going over the center field. It'll bounce up against the fence and go over the fence for a ground rule double. Aliyah Tucker coming up clutch today for the Lions with the solo home run in the fourth. And then right there, she gets the ground rule double. Hits a hard hit ball over the center fielder's head and they bounce on that hard. Uh, warning track and bounced over the fence for a ground rule double. Chris, that thing just kept carrying. I didn't think, I thought the way Hanson was going back on it, she had a beat on it, but it just kept going and hit in the warning track and bounced over the fence. Yeah, Leah had a really nice at bat. She was able to get it to a full count, found a pitch to drive. Like you said, it flew right over the center fielder's head, took one hop right over the fence. She's into second. And now Caruth wants to take more time. She's going to bring the infield in around her and talk to everybody again. Right here, I think you gotta have Brooke Otto Bonalia over. And then you I have two so opportunities with Ivers and Miller to drive in that time run. Yep. Force the defense to make a play. If you're Brooke, just get the bunt down. You've got speed. You could even get first, well, depending on how it is. And with the troubles that we have seen with the catching for Bellhaven, do you try to maybe let Tuck steal the base? Uh, 
I don't know in this situation to go to second and third. We'll see how they play it out. But we saw how Calvin was playing games with them on the base paths and yeah, getting big leads. Yeah, Calvin was able to get third on them one time, so we'll see how it plays out. Tying run is at second and Tucker, nobody down. Brooke Otto, who homered the last time up, is up to the plate. And the pitch she squares, pulls back, takes it high for a ball. Good job by Brooke to pull back. Let's make Carew throw the ball here, and uh, let's see if we can't get something going. She's going to feel a little bit of pressure here, obviously, with Aaliyah's speed at second. No outs. The line's looking to tie this thing up and maybe even take the lead here in the top of the six. Watch the center fielder, Hanson, mm-hmm. coming, coming behind in. Tucker at second base. And the 1-0 pitched out of squares. Bunts it foul in the air in a nice diving attempt by Adams, but it just went th- over her glove, and it's 1-1. One and one. Yeah, Brooke was attempting to bunt right there, and it popped up. Adams with a great opportunity. She dove after it, just missed it off the edge of her glove for the first out. But Brooke's still alive here, just looking to get a sack bunt down to get Aaliyah over to third with one out. One ball, one strike to count. Tucker at second. In at third is Gordon, and at first is Taggart. Taggart, the left-hander, so she can throw to third easily. And the square, the bunt, foul again. Otto not get, able to get the ball down, so now two strikes, and does Beth Goddard keep the bunt on? I think we probably let her hit away here with the two strikes. Uh, at least she can maybe get a fly ball into the outfield to maybe even run uh, advance. Aaliyah maybe even put a ball in play and score here. So you really got to be patient here for Otto. See if he can't get a pitch to drive. Cruz ahead in the count, one and two. And the pitch to Otto is in tight, two and two. Yeah, good eye. You're back to an even count here, so nobody hurt. Two-two count. She's got to come to you here. Ivers is on deck. Tucker let off the inning with a double to dead center field over the fence. And the 2-2 pitch to the plate. Outside, 3-2. and two. Really nice job by Brooke Otto. She Throw back to second base, but Tucker gets back easily. <laughs> Aaliyah trying to play a little bit of mind games down there at second. But good eye by, Aaliyah, or by uh, Brooke Otto, sorry, to get this thing to a full count. Now Caruso got to really come to her here. 3-2 and two to Brooke Otto. Tucker at second. Nobody down here in the sixth. And the pitch to the plate. Check, swing, ball four. Worked out in the Lions' favor, obviously unable to get the bunt down, but Caruth comes back with the walk. Now the Lions really do have something going, first and second, with Elizabeth Ivers up. That's the first walk given up by Caruth in this game. I think if you're Ivers here, you really have to be patient. Make Caruth throw pitches here. Well, you've got your leading RBI hitter. Do you still have her bunt or what? Because right now you've got good speed on the base paths, and we've said Ivers is good in RBI situations. She squares, she bunts it, and it goes foul off to the right side. 0-1. Lions struggling to put the bunt down right here. you got to be able to play some small ball to win ball games in an NCAA regional. 0-1 the count. Sarah Miller is on deck. And we saw Sarah hit the ball squarely her last time up. First time in a long time. Ivers down in the count, 0-1. Tucker at... Second, Otto at first, high and in tight to Ivers, one and one now. She didn't show bunt right there, no. Dave, on that pitch. She was up in the zone, got it to a one-one count, but she did not show a bunt. Anything up the gap, the Lions could take the lead. Yeah, big gaps in between right field and center field, big gap in between left field and center field, so got a lot of speed on the bases in Tucker and Otto. 
Caruth into the wind. And no out pitch to the plate. Swung on. There goes up the gap. Hanson will get it in center field. She battles the ball. Tucker comes home to score. And Waddle in the fence. Otto comes home to score. The Lions have taken the lead at 4-3. to three. There's your answer, Dave. Beth Goddard takes a gamble and allows Elizabeth Ivers to take the at-bat. She drives the ball right into right center field gap. The center fielder bobbles it. It bounces all the way to the fence. And with the speed of Tucker and Brooke Otto, they were able to score. And now the Lions take the lead in the top of the six, four to three. So great job by Elizabeth Ivers and great call by Coach Goddard. Ivers ended up taking second on the throw. And it is now four to three as the president of the university, Dr. Williams, up in front of us, and he is going bonkers. This is absolutely <laughs> awesome, Dave. We've got the window cracked, and he is fired up for this team, and he's pointing down to the dugout, and they're fired up. It is really exciting to see. Lions are bringing in Caitlin Leslie to run at second base now for Ivers. The dugout's dancing. What an at-bat for Ivers. Unable to get a bunt down. Coach Goddard calls the bunt off, and she delivers the ball into the right center gap. Two run. RBI. It is now four to three. The Lions lead it here in the inning. And Carruth, still nobody down. And Sarah Miller up with Leslie. She squares, pulls the bat back, takes a low for a ball. Looks like they're going to maybe have Sarah Miller try to attempt a bunt here to get Leslie over to third base. He would have Bramble, Hodge, and Woodyard coming up that bottom part of the lineup. One and oh the count to Miller. Sarah. Has grounded to third and popped out to short, but it was a line drive that she hit squarely right at the shortstop bass. What a ball game. Both teams competing. Both teams going right after each other. 1-0 with Leslie at second. Miller squares, bunts it to third. Nice grab by Gordon. Throw to first in time, but Leslie takes third. There's one away, and the Lions have another run at third base. Good job by Sarah Miller to get the bunt down. Gordon made an outstanding play at third as she was coming in and gloved it and made the first out of the inning, but we were able to get pinch runner number 12, Caitlin Leslie, over to third, 60 feet away, and only one out. And it brings up Casey Bramble, who is 0 for 2 in the ball game. Struck out and grounded to second. Leslie at third. In at the corners is Bellhaven. And Bramble takes the first pitch over below for a ball. Want to know the count? This would be a huge run for the Lions. Anything in the outfield should be able to tag Leslie. Anything in place, she's got to be careful. Only one out. Hodge is on deck for the Lions. Here in this winner go on, loser go home game. That pitch swung on and missed. Casey behind on that fastball. One and one the count. Big cut by Bramble right there. Bramble came in hitting 382 in the tournament. She's two for five with an RBI. And the pitch swung on. Fly ball down the right field side, but it will curve foul and out of play. And it goes into the batting cages and bullpen down the right side, one and two. Down the right field line, Calvin and DePaul have arrived to the facility as they get going for that winner's bracket championship right after this. As it already is 6.30 central time, that game was supposed to schedule it four central time. (laughs) (laughs) One and two the count. Carruth to Bramble in tight. Bramble turned away from it, two and two. Nice job by Bramble to get the count back to two and two. That might have been a message pitch from Carruth. She kind of had a sly smile on her face. Two and two, the count to Bramble. Casey always squares and then pulls the bat back. 
And that pitch is low and outside. Three and two. Still one down. <laughs> Leslie pinch running for Ivers. Coach Morris down at first base looked at Bramble and said, please take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Three and two. One down. Hodge is on deck. Bramble squares again, pulls it back, and the pitch is inside, called, strike three. Two down now. Got Bramble looking on an inside pitch. Nice pitch by Carruth, inside corner of the plate for the second out of the inning. And Maya Hodge coming up, looking to get Caitlin Leslie in any way we can so we can get a two-run two lead going into the bottom of the sixth. Second strike out of the ball game issued by Carruth, and it brings up Hodge, who's 0 for 2. Runner still at third. Ian Leslie, and the pitch, in tight. Hodge backs away from the plate, 1-0. Dave, just looking through the Lions lineup here, this was a big inning for the Lions as Hodge is up here. Even if she is unable to get in, we would still have Woodyard, Gabbert, and Fincham, and then Aaliyah Tucker would be in the hole in the seventh inning. 1-0 the count, two down, and the pitch. And a hitter in the elbow. Got her, got my up on the elbow. She had an elbow guard on, and you can hear it from here. Got her right on the elbow on an inside pitch. And now we've got runners on first and third. And a senior coming up to the plate, Gracie Woodard, well, in a big moment. Now if Hodge decides to steal second, do you get her in the pickle and try to score Leslie? And what does Bellhaven do if he... She yeah. does do that with yeah. Woodyard. I think you just called exactly what's getting ready to happen. Maya Hodge is going to try to steal second. She's going to try to delay it. See what Bellhaven does. Do they give her the bag or do they throw down? Attempt to maybe get into a pickle and see if Leslie can get home. Let's see what happens. So Hodge at first, Leslie at third. Two down. And Woodyard to the plate. And the pitch swung on and popped foul and out of play. And Hodge did not take off there. I'm surprised that we didn't. Let well, her take off on the first pitch. They may have given Woodyard the green light on the first pitch. They've given her the green light quite a bit of times yeah. on 3-0 counts, even in the uh, conference tournament. So really have confidence in Gracie Woodyard, the senior, to deliver big here for the Lions. Steps back into the batter's box. 0-1 the count. Carruth into the wind. And the 0-1 is upstairs. They're still not... Yep, Maya's still staying on first. I'm surprised that they're not sending her. One and one. I think she's going now. Yeah. One and one the count. Just a feeling. Carruth into the wind and the pitch to Woodyard. There she goes and Woodyard fouls it back. Yeah, I believe they're going to try to attempt that one more time. Maya did take off on that pitch. Gracie fouled it off over the first base dugout. One and two to Woodyard. Two down here in the inning. The Lions have taken the lead of four to three. Would love to get that fifth run in here. Caitlin Leslie on third base. Carruth taking a lot of time in between each and every pitch. And the two-strike pitch high and outside. Nice stop by Adams behind the plate to get out of her crouch and go over into the left-handed batter's box to grab that one, two and two. Adams has been tough behind the plate for Bellhaven today. Been a really nice job. Well, considering what they had in the game before that, anything would have been an improvement. Two and two, the count. And the pitch in tight. Going to get the called strike three, though. Woodyard backed away from it, but back-to-back strikeouts looking as Carruth pitches out of it. But in the inning, for the Lions, they pick up two runs on, two base hits. 
no errors, or check out one error in the inning, and they leave two on base. As we head to the bottom of the sixth, it is now the Lions 4, Bellhaven 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sport is a common denominator in the world. And if there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. So Bellhaven will bring to the plate here in the bottom half of the sixth inning, Kate Bass, Haley Hansen, and Elena Adams. Bass reached on a fielder's choice and has sacrificed in the ballgame. It is four to three. The Lions have taken the lead with two runs in the top of this sixth inning, and now it's up to Cam McCool to slam the door shut on the Blazers. And that first pitch is upstairs for a ball. One to know. Bill Haven's got six, seven, eight, nine up in this inning. The Lions will have back up to the top of the lineup next to the inning uh, as they had a big inning right there in the top of the sixth to allow Leah to maybe even get another at bat there in the seventh. Cam into the wind, and the 1-0 is off the outside corner, 2-0. If you Cam here, take a deep breath. You're down 2-0 in the count. Don't try to overpitch here. Let your defense work for you. You got the one-run lead. Two balls, no strikes the count. To Bass, the shortstop, and that pitch is taken at the belt. Called strike. Two and one. If you win, you play at 10 in the morning. If you lose, you play next year. <laughs> That's a simple way to put it. Yep. <laughs> Two and one. And the pitch is off the outside corner. Three and one. Cool peering in for the sign, looking over at head coach Beth Goderwiss in the first base dugout, now steps on top of the rubber. And the 3-1 to Bass, swung on and fouled back against the screen. She had the green light on 3-1, and one, and the count now goes full. Without that netting, the thing was coming right up to us here in the press box. Yeah, and you would have ended up under the table again. <laughs> Your one job, one job is to protect me and... You never do it. <laughs> and the payoff pitch swung on. Fouled back here again. And Ivers catches it on the rebound off the screen. Count stays at three and two. McCool into the wind and the pitch swung on. Fouled back again here. Toward the press box. What are you shying away from? 
There's a screen in front of us. You're the one with the window open. And the count stays three and two. Lions leading at four to three. Into the wine, McCool. And the pitch swung on, fouled this time over the third base dugout and out of play. So Bass really putting up a good at bat here against McCool. Fouling off a lot of pitches and really making Cam McCool work for every out. His lines are looking for those six outs to try to advance into the loser's bracket championship tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern. And into the wine, McCool. And the pitch swung on and tapped over the mound to the shortstop, Tucker. On the run, the throw to first in time! Big-time play by Leah Tucker. Cut it on a couple big hops and was able to fire it over for a bang-bang play at first. But nice job by Leah Tucker, shortstop for the first out. And again, Dr. Williams on his feet. I'm telling you, if we need a pregame speech before tomorrow morning, he needs to deliver it because he is having a heck of a time out He's here. He's having fun today. Four to three. Excellent play by Tucker. And it brings to the plate Hanson. Hanson has singled and walked. And stole a base. So she is one for one on the day. One away here in the bottom of the sixth. And that pitch is a strike over the outside part of the plate. 0-1. Good job by Cam to get ahead of the hitter here. These next two hitters, Chris, are very important to the Lions and McCool. They're the seventh and eighth place hitters. And that pitch swung on and blooped down the left field line. It's going to come in for a fair ball. Bramble will grab it in foul territory, throws it into second base. But into second with a double is Hanson. Nice job by Hanson. Took a pitch on the outside corner and took it down the left field line. Bramble was able to slide over and make the play, but Hanson's speed was able to get her a stand-up double here with one out as Bellhaven's got something cooking here in the bottom of the sixth. And it brings up Adams, who has struck out twice, and we're going to have a pinch hitter for Adams, and it will be May Hebert. May Hebert will be the batter from Brandon, Mississippi. She is a freshman from Northwest Rankin High School. And she is a right-handed batter on the year so far this season. Well, to be honest with you, she is not even on the stat chart, Chris. There, there she is, been hitting 125, just 24 at-bats, and she takes that first pitch for a called strike. She didn't attempt to uh, put down his bunt here, right here. I'd def- I would assume Bellhaven maybe to play a little small ball to get a runner to third, but it looks like she might hit away here. Hebert down in the count, 0-1. That pitch swung on and popped into short left field. Coming over into the line is Bramble to take it. And there are two outs in the inning. Nice play by Bramble. It was a pop-up down the left field line. The sun is coming back out here at the, at the field. And Bramble put her sunglasses back down and was able to get the second out of the inning. As Cam McCool is looking to get this big out against the big-time hitter in the bottom of their lineup. Abby Trahan coming up. She singled in a run the last time up to give Bellhaven the 3-2 to two lead. And she is also fouled out to third, so she is one for two. Wind almost nil here at Millican University. Runner at second base, and the pitch is a strike over the inside corner. Good job by Cam to get ahead of the hitter. It's going to be a tough out here as she was earlier in this ball game as she delivered. Hanson at second base in a one-run game. Lions leading at 4-3. Bottom of the sixth, two down. And the one-strike pitch is just off the outside corner. 
Boy, Cam's sister was up and wanted that pitch just to the right of us. <laughs> Ultimate supporter, Kendall and Cam, man. They are full of energy, great sisters, great teammates, come from a great family. One and one the count. Two down in the inning. And the pitch from McCool swung on and fouled. Looked like she fooled her on that pitch. Trahan got jammed and fouled it over near the third base dugout, and she either was upset at the way that she swung at the ball or even that she, that she swung at it. Came and the ahead count of, one and two. Yeah, ahead of the count here. Don't leave anything over the plate. You got one or two pitches here to waste. McCool into the wind with a runner at second, and the pitch swung on him at strike three. She got her, and that's the inning. And as we head to the seventh, the Lions are on top of it, four to three, in the regional NCAA tournament. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone, and your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, as we come back here to Decatur, Bellhaven's going to pull the plug on their freshman or their sophomore pitcher, Kennedy. And they're going to bring into the ball game Bailey Root. Bailey Root with a 7-5 and record on the year. This will be her 18th appearance in 81 and two-thirds innings. She has given up 68 hits, 43 runs, 29 of them earned. She has struck out 56, walked 49 in the ball game. Carruth went six innings, gave up five hits, four runs, three earned, struck out three, and walked one. And now this ball game lies in the hands so far of Bailey Root. Root was able to get the start against Calvin and uh, struggled a little bit. They had to come back with Carruth in that ball game. So if the Lions are patient here, you got to make Root come in here and throw strikes as she's coming into a big-time moment in this ball game. Gabbard, Fincham, and Tucker will be up for the Lions in this inning. Gabbard singled her last time up and fouled out to first. Well, it's the seventh inning, and the Lions lead it 4-3. to three. Looking for their first ever regional tournament win. And the pitch. That's taken at the belt for a call strike. Root right away gets out in front of Gabbard 0-1. This has been an outstanding game. Both teams really landed on the line. Season on the line. Competing. Going back and forth. Bunch of lead changes. Pitching's been good. And the 0-1 pitch to the plate. That's down low and inside. 1-1. Lions. 
with a one-run lead here in the seventh. Would like to add some insurance runs here in the inning. And the pitch down low. Got away from the catcher. I think we've got a new catcher in there too, Chris. Yeah, they switched the catchers to number, looks like, number 24. Yeah, that's Anna McNear has come in to catch now. McNear caught in the first game, by the way, and she had a tough time behind the plate. So McNair is behind the plate, replacing Adams, and that pitch is down low, three and one. As we talked about it, Gabbard's making her throw a couple pitches here ahead in the count, three to one. I think it's going to see the similar situation here in the seventh for the line hitters. Gabbard, a three-one pitch to her is down low, ball four. She walked her. Nice job by Gabbard as she's telling Fincham something as she comes up into the plate. Just be patient. Really didn't get anything up in the zone. Everything was down in the zone. See if we'll get a pinch runner here. Yep. I don't think we're going to have a pinch runner, but Beth Goddard is going to pull Casey Fincham down near the third base coach's box and talk to her about just being calm in the batter's box. I think... I think they'll put a, put a bunt play on here. I was going to say, what do you do here? You try to get a sack bunt, Aaliyah and, and Brooker coming up. So yeah. I think if you can get a runner to second. Good point. I think that's – and Fincham led the conference in sacrifice bunts. So, Absolutely. I mean, she, she's yep. done a nice job this year. So a good opportunity for her. But bunch strikes here. Don't bump the balls. Bunch strikes. Looks like we're going to have a mountain visit. And then looks like we're going to have a visit by Coach Goderwitz, Coach Morris, with Casey Fincham, Tucker, and Gabbert as Bill Haven has taken a trip to the mound. So it's 4-3, to three, the mount on top of it. They've scored two runs in the fourth, two runs in the sixth. They've also hit two home runs in this ball game with Aaliyah Tucker, who is on deck. And then Brooke Otto followed it up with a home run to deep left field also. Delhaven, they came up with two runs in the second inning and a run in the third to take a short-lived three to two lead, and that's when the Lions came back and scored two runs in the top of the sixth to take the lead at four to three. Yeah, you look at the line score; it's been pretty even across the board. Obviously, yep. the Mount leave it four to three. Both teams with five hits, both teams with one error. So, been a really good competitive battle against two really good teams. Fincham. Stepping into the batter's box now as the meetings have subsided. At first base is Gabbard. No pinch runner. She's on at first. Coming in at third is Gordon. And Fincham's going to swing away, and it takes it down low for a ball. What do know. At least she showed swinging away on that first pitch. Yeah, she showed it, and Bailey Roots really staying down in the zone and just unable to get a strike call here early. One to know the count. And Roots pitched to the plate. That's a strike at the belt. One and one. Fincham. Even in the count, one and one. Gabbard at first base, nobody down. And the pitch squares that time offered at it, and it's a called strike. One and two. Looks like they were going to try the sack bunt right there. Now with two strikes, you probably call that off and let Fincham hit away here with Gabbard at first. No outs. I think if Gabbard gets to second, that's when you see the pinch runner. I agree. One and two the count. And the pitch to Fincham. Bounced right back to the mound. Picking it up the second baseman. Steps on the bag in time to get Gabbard. And Fincham is at first base. Nice on play. the fielder's choice. Yeah, nice play by Brabham. It's a... Tipped off the pitcher's glove. She was able to stick with it at second, get the force out at second. Fincham was running hard and still get down to first. So still got a runner on, one out. Brings up the big hitter, Aaliyah Tucker. 
So Aaliyah Tucker will come to the plate. Fincham is at first base. And they will stick with Fincham at first base. One down in the inning. Tucker has homered, doubled, and popped a left. And that first pitch is outside for a ball. 1-0. Same approach here for Aaliyah. Be patient. Make her throw your pitches. We're not going to see the sack bunt here. You're not going to take the bat out of no. one of your best player's hands. And you can't really pitch around her if you're Bellhaven because you've got out of one deck. And that pitch is inside. 2-0. Root with some really good velocity on these pitches, Dave. But, yeah, like you said, I'm not sure. Are they hadn't seen anything yet in the strike zone, but Aaliyah may have the green light here on a 2-0 count. Root has thrown more balls than strikes in the 2-0. That pitch is upstairs, 3-0. and If you're Bellhaven, you really don't want to put Aaliyah on with Brooke. Two runners on with Brooke, then Ivers, then Miller. Otto is on deck. Still one down here in the inning. And the pitch, that's going to be a strike at the knees. Tucker was taking all the way, three and one. I'm not so sure I might take here unless it's right down Broadway. I may be taking oh. here and kind of put that pressure right back on Ruth. I give Tucker the green light on three and one. <laughs> And the pitch to the plate. There it was. She swung and missed. <laughs> she took a big cut at it on 3-1. Three, 3-2 three and two now to Aaliyah Tucker with one down. Fincham at first base. Find a way on here, Aaliyah. You don't have to hit a ball over the fence. Just find a way on to get base runners. And the wind and the pitch. That pitch down low. Ball four. She walked her. Runners at first and second, and it brings up Brooke Otto. Really good to see Aaliyah having a good day today. She struggled yesterday, so had an outstanding day. She's had really good at-bats, and now it brings up Brooke Otto, one of the five seniors, in a big-time moment with two runners on and one out here in the top of the well, We said it right off the bat in the first game, when or first inning here today, when she hit that fly ball to left field. That's a pitch right down Broad Street to Otto on one When Tucker hit that fly ball to left field, that was the – Hardest ball she's hit in a long time, and I think that really helped. Yeah, and it got her comfortable, and then Brooke Otto with the home run. Uh, she's been a little bit more comfortable at the plate, too, and see if she can deliver here. All and one the count to Brooke. That pitch down low. One and one the count. She's going to have to give her something to hit here, especially with Ivers and Miller coming up. One ball, one strike, one out. Fincham is at second. Tucker at first. Lions lead at four to three here in the seventh. That pitch in tight to Otto, two and one. Something to watch here, Dave. Is Fincham is ahead of uh, Aaliyah Tucker yeah. on the base pass, so Aaliyah's got to be paying attention to that. As she's obviously got a little bit more speed than Fincham, but uh, Brooke here making uh, root throw, throw pitches here. Two and one, the count, and the pitch to Otto swung on and grounded to first. Taggart will come in and she'll tag out Otto and. They're gonna, they're gonna call obstruction, I believe, on Otto, and they're gonna move the runners back to first and second. And the reason why is this she is started... one of these rules that I've been telling you about, Chris, that they look for something to call. That, that, I mean, what are you supposed to do? She gave herself up, yeah. She gave herself up, the runners were advancing. It's like yesterday's Paul game against DePaul. The runners are still now at first and second. Otto is out, and it brings up Ivers. I mean, Otto stops right down the first baseline. She may have took one step back, and then they called obstruction. And that pitch gets behind the catcher, and the runners will advance. Lions catcher breaks right there. As my younger son would say, the ball don't lie. Yeah, they line, lines catch a break right there on the wild pitch, and uh, Tucker moves up to second, pitching to third, and Ivers with another opportunity with two runners on, and we know what she can do with runners on. 
And that pitch is high and inside, high and outside, excuse me. 2 and 0 now to Ivers. Miller is on deck. Ivers up 2 in, up 2 0 in the count. Look for something to drive here. Big gap in between right and center and a big gap in between left and center. And the 2 0 to Ivers down low and inside. 3 and 0. Really nice block up by the catcher. McNair getting a workout this inning behind the plate. Coming in and replacing Adams there. 3-0 here. you got to have her take, maybe even take yep. on 3-1, put some pressure on Root to put a ball over the plate. And the pitch from Root swung on and grounded to second. Coming in the second baseman, Brabham, throw to first in time, and that'll do it. The Lions don't score. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Lions three outs away from moving on. Your score. It is the Mount 4, Bellhaven 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Think of the NCAA as a spirit squad, cheering for student-athletes at every big event and every small one. We'd be there in the classroom, at graduation, at their first job interview. Okay, so don't think of us as a spirit squad. Think of us as a mascot. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Back here to the bottom of the seventh inning. It is four to three. The mount on top of it. And it will be the top of the order for Bellhaven, Blackwell, Taggart, and Gordon. And it'll be up to Cam McCool to slam the door here. And boy, this is eerily familiar territory for the mount against this Bellhaven squad. Similar situation as the uh, matchup in February as Cam McCool was in the ball game with a one-run lead going into the bottom of the seventh. Obviously, Bellhaven was able to walk us off, so very similar opportunity here. See if Cam McCool can get three outs and the Lions advance into Saturday morning. Losers win, or the losers bracket championship game. Boy, nerves are racking here indicator for the mount fans. And the pitch to the plate is a called strike over the inside part of the plate, 0-1-1. Blackwell, 0-3 in the ballgame. Two strikeouts and a foul out. Lions on top of it, 4-3. to And the pitch swung on. Fly ball down the right field side, but out of play. Good job by Cam to get up ahead in the count, 0-2. Got a couple pitches to waste. Winner plays tomorrow, 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, 10 o'clock Central. and 2 the count to Blackwell. That pitch swung on, popped up on the infield. Ivers with the ball and has it for the first out of the inning behind home plate. It's a foul out. Really nice job by Ivers. She's done a good job about that all year long. Getting that mask off, locate that ball, and was able to catch it right behind home plate in foul territory for the first out of the inning. Lions two outs away from moving on in this tournament. They would play the loser of the next game between Calvin and DePaul. Four to three, Lions on top of it. Taggart has struck out, bounced to first, fly to right. 
Left-handed batter. The pitch from McCool. Swung on. Popped up behind home plate. Going back Ivers. Nesca catches it. Two away. B. Ivers coming up big offensively and coming up big defensively as that fired came McCool up. Aliyah Tucker, Gabbert, and Fincham all come in to congratulate Ivers on a big-time play. And in the foul territory, was able to throw that mask off again and catch it up against the wall behind home plate. Allie Gordon coming to the plate, but it won't be Allie Gordon. It will be, yes, it will be Allie Gordon. Gordon will be the hitter. She has one for three today. Doubled up the left center field gap. Two down. Lions and out away from moving on to tomorrow's game. Into the line and the pitch. High and in tight for a ball. 1-0 the count. Dr. Williams may come right out of his shoes if they win this one. The 1-0 pitch to the plate. Called strike over the heart of the plate. 1-1. One one. Good job by Cam to come back. 1-1 one, one count. Like you said, Dr. Williams is sitting here on the edge of his seat. He is fired up. He's been outstanding to watch during this game. One and one the count, two down. McCool into the line. The pitch swung on, fly ball left field, out of play. That was a big time swing down the left field line. It's in foul territory. Came McCool up one, two. Got a couple pitches to waste here as we're looking for the final out of this ball game. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Bottom of the seventh, Lions with a one-run lead over Bellhaven out of Jackson, Mississippi. McCool the pitch. Changeup went upstairs. Two and two. Bellhaven coming in, ranked 12th in the country, Dave. It'd be a big-time win for the Lions. It'd be the sixth win over top 25 opponents this year. Two and two the count. Fincham even with the bag at third. Gabbard behind the bag at first. The two-out pitch swung on. Pop up on the infield. Tucker calls for it. Ball game! Lions win it here this afternoon. Coming from behind to win it by a final score of 4-3. to three, And they move in to the game tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 10 o'clock Central, against the loser of the next game between DePauw and Calvin. First ever NCAA regional win by the Lions. Congratulations to the Mount program. Congratulations to Coach Goderwist on her first regional win. And uh, as she said in the postgame yesterday, we're not done yet. And they are not done yet. They will move into that game tomorrow. We'll be on the air at 1040 tomorrow morning, Eastern Daylight Time, 940 Central Time. And they'll go through the ceremony as Bellhaven that's their second loss, so they have been eliminated, and the Lions will move on. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Your final score here today, the Mount 4, Bellhaven 3, will wrap things up from Decatur after these timeouts. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. There are over 360,000 NCAA student-athletes. 
and just about all of us will be going pro in something other than sports. The NCAA reminds us to ask ourselves, what will we do? Over the last 100 years, the NCAA has helped millions of student-athletes find their power outside the field, court, and rink. NCAA, celebrating 100 years of student-athlete. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, Bellhaven is getting their awards as they have been eliminated here this afternoon. And as they leave the field, they will leave with a record of 31-12 and 12 on the year. As the Mount wins this afternoon 4-3, to three, the Mount ups their season mark to 31-9 and nine on the season. And Cam McCool came in and in the final three and two-thirds innings, Gave up no runs on three hits. She struck out four and didn't walk a soul in the ball game. And Cam McCool picks up the victory in this one. She is now 14 and four on the year. And Kennedy Carruth will take the loss. Tough loss for her. She is 20, finishes up 21 and four on the season this year for Bellhaven. And she pitched well today, although she just had a couple of innings where the Lions jumped all all over her. In six innings pitch, she gave up four runs, three earned on five hits, struck out three, walked one in the ball game. And Root came in to pitch one inning, walked two, but didn't give up a run. And that was the way it ended. Four to three, and Kamakul really slammed the door shut. Yeah, like you said, Carruth was really tough in the circle. Obviously, the back-to-back home runs by Tucker and Otto really kind of put a damper on her. Bellhaven did come back in that bottom half of that inning and get those runs back. But uh, like you said, Miller and McCool in the, in the circle for the Lions were outstanding. Miller kept us in it all day long. McCool was able to come in and was fantastic in her innings. And then once we got her that lead, you could just tell she was not going to give it up. Of course, the two big bombs that really turned things around in this ball game were from Aaliyah Tucker. In that fourth inning of play, leading it off after the Lions had gone nine up, nine down, and Tucker just hit a bomb to left center field and cut it to two to one. And then Brooke Otto followed it up with another home run, and that made it two to two. And that was big for both of them. We mentioned it during the broadcast that uh, Aaliyah and Brooke, oh, just the weight of the world lifted off their shoulders, and it was big-time moment, big-time plays. And uh, that really jolted the energy back into this Lions team and a really, really gutsy performance today by the Lions. Yep, and when you look at what has happened here, Kevin Griffin in his 11th year got his award and Beth Goderwitz immediately went out to congratulate him and give him condolences. The Mount wins their first regional tournament game 4-3 to here this afternoon. And Dr. Williams, again, very happy about this one from Decatur, Illinois. They'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time to take on the loser of DePaul and Calvin coming up in about 45 minutes from now. Survive in advance as we'll sit back and watch this. Winner's Championship bracket, see who the loser is. We'll come back ready to go to morning and uh, have a shot at making the regional finals, get some rest tonight, but really gutsy performance, really proud of this team today. And we'll come back and wrap things up from Decatur after this final timeout. 
Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. So once again, your final score here this afternoon, it was 4-3, to three, the Mount winning it by that final score. They scored, were down 2 to nothing in the second inning of play, and then the two bombs by Tucker and Otto in the fourth tied it up at 2. Bellhaven came back with a single run in the bottom of the fourth inning to take the 3-2 to two lead, and then the Mount came back with two runs in the sixth inning to get the winning margin 4-3 to three here this evening against Bellhaven. Again, Mount... Their record now 31 and 9 on the year as they move into the game tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central. And that'll be against the loser of the next game between DePaul and Calvin in that ballgame. Bellhaven now out of the tournament with a record of 31 and 12. They came in as the at-large team. So there's only three teams left in this tournament and that is DePaul, Calvin, and the Mount St. Joseph Lions after they pick up their first win here today. Well, we want to thank everybody here at Millican University, Brian Marshall for helping us out here, the SID, his assistant Morgan, uh, all everybody here at Millican has just been outstanding. I want to thank Blake Watson for helping us out, the sports information director at Mount St. Joseph University. The president, Dr. Williams, had a nice chat with him earlier this afternoon. He granted us permission to broadcast this game. To Melanie Wagner, the athletic director, our thanks to all of the sponsors, to Chris Morris, but most of all, our thanks to you for listening here this evening. The Mount wins their first NCAA regional tournament game with a 4-3 to win here this evening against Bellhaven. For Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell. Until tomorrow morning at 10.40 Eastern Time, 9.40 Central Time, once again your final score, the Mount 4, Bellhaven 3. Have a good night, everybody.